listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yo, yo, why you home alone when she out with me? Room one twelve, hotel balcony. How'd she say, Jay? You gonna call the house for me? With no respect at all. You better check her, dog. She keep begging me to hit it raw. So she can have a kid and say this yours. How foul is she? And you wiped her. Shit, I put the rubber on tighter. Send her home when she in her home. You in, hugged her up. What the fuck is up? She got you whipped. She got your kids. Got your home, but that's not your bitch. You said that girl. Don't let them hear Daddy or Earl. <laughs> don't let them hear Daddy Earl. Who wrote that? Uh, don't let them hear Daddy uh-huh. or Earl. It'll make them sick. That's favorite chick. Ain't saving it. Unfaithful bitch. Hey, welcome to the Blackout to the Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Saturday morning. Feedback time. Mm-hmm. And there's a shit ton of feedback to get to. Of course, you guys can check us out on uh, theblackouttips.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, uh, wherever you find your podcast. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We'll read them on the show as long as they're nice. The official weapon of the show is? The taser. And the unofficial sport? It's bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. That's right. Um, and to, today, uh, this, this, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. So let's uh, give them uh, their props. Today's a new day. That's right, new day, new money. Latanya D, recurring donator. Thank you, Latanya. Thank you, baby. Chriselle M, recurring donator. Thank you, Chriselle. Yeah. Those luxurious nerds, nerds in luxury, hit us up with the recurring donation. Oh, keep being luxurious. Justin J, recurring donator. Thank you, Justin. Hey, sweetie. Asia D, recurring donator. Thank you, Asia. Asia. Marvin B. Yes, Marvin B, recurring donator. Hey, Marvin. Nicole F, recurring donator. Hey. Early D photography, early days of photography. Got a one-time donation from Beverly G, who says... Oh, no message, just one-time donation. Thank you very much, Beverly. Thank you, baby. Come on through with that money. We we, we appreciate you. We do. Uh, we got a recurring donation from Shayna W. Hey, baby. Mary H., recurring donator. Thank you, Mary. Mm-hmm. Stefan H., recurring donator. Mm-hmm. Alexander M., recurring donator. Thank you, Alexander. Hey, baby. Mr. Span of the Span Report. Hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you, Mr. Span. Hey, Mr. Span. Michael Irvin, the Playmaker, recurring donator. Thank you, Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick D, recurring donator. Thank you so much. Hugh G, recurring donator. Uh, that's not me. Uh, nope. Okay. Hughes, Hughes come through. I'm, I'm sorry. So many of y'all. So my, many. My, my, I'm, I'm so we sorry are blessed. We, we, honey, we are blessed and highly favored. Uh, Eric M, recurring donator, of course. Attitude check. Franco Pride. Come through. Uh, Waste Bees by Sewer, recurring donation. Thank you. Thank you. Janine R, recurring donator. Andy S, recurring donator. Got a one-time donation from Corey B, who says, thank you for continu- continually fighting anti-blackness, Rod and Karen. Well, thank you, Corey. Thank you, baby. And uh, also, that was a brand new recurring donator as well from Corey. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Appreciate it. So I guess sent the one just for the message and the other one just to hook us up. I appreciate you. Thank you, baby. Got a one-time donation from... Kamashan M, recurring donator. I mean, one-time donation. Thank you. Thank you. We got a one-time donation from Arian F, who says, giving with love to Karen and Karen's husband. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Arian. Appreciate you. 
jason f recurring donator thank you thank you terry w recurring donator got a love offering from anita n thank you very much thank you anita gerard l recurring donator calvin n recurring donator couldn't do this without you Mm-mm. yo mcdonald's and mcnuggets have fed us for many a moon i clearly have uh calter h recurring donator now i know that's new yep that yep. is a new one mm-hmm. join the new members class yep marcus e recurring donator thank you marcus tawana j recurring donator one-time donation from lux who says to rod and karen thank you for being a part of my day karen has such honest joyful laughter it makes me so happy and you both are always informing educating and entertaining i appreciate it all all the best to you hello from scotland wow lux p.s millhouse millhouse esophagus cracked up in my kitchen thanks lux (laughs) thank you all the way from scotland thank you baby cedric w recurring donator thank you very much and that my friends is that that is everybody play us out kurt Even though it hurts, see, I smile. When it feels good, I know God is working, so I smile. All things are working. Even though I've been here for a while, still I smile. Smile. Hallelujah. It's so hard to look up when you look down. I know it's hard right now. Sure would hate to see you give up now. Because you're a winner. You look so much better when you smile. And the chopper sprays. All right. We got five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let me start with the iTunes ones first. Woohoo! I <coughs> the views. Thank you, everybody. Let us know if you're not from the United States. Yes. Because uh much like Trump's America, uh if it's not from the United States, they would not allow us to see it unless you tell us exactly where it's from. Mm-hmm. And this include Canada and Mexico, just like yeah, Trump. Just like Trump. Um <laughs> they trying to build a wall around iTunes, y'all. Right uh best on the net from lola birdie who writes rod and karen put it down for their listeners and i love that humor keep shining we shall proceed thank you uh easily my favorite podcast joe from sack says uh of course these are five stars that's why i'm reading them rod and karen bring humor pop culture and serious discussions about navigating life from their perspective that happens to be unabashedly black i love how they don't compromise also admire their inclusiveness and acknowledgement of how we all are on a journey of personal growth i can honestly say after listening to the blackout tips for a couple years now it's helped me become a better person and yes i found the blackout tips by searching black podcast and it was the top search yeah we couldn't have known that when it happened no we because when we first started we were behind the 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 black little boy and hey arnold like we like y'all yeah down the list yeah well if you put black podcast though we probably oh, you know okay. i but we just I, we weren't thinking about our algorithm or nothing we just mm-hmm. uh, just uh divine providence i guess my replacement of neck of the woods says mommy to be four. Oh man neck of the woods is dope man but mm-hmm. they just uh can't always get out you know just <laughs> they be so busy <laughs> yeah 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 uh i love but that's a dope podcast if y'all haven't yes, heard it, it before is. go listen to the archives it's really funny really is i love listening to some hood podcasts it's my favorite podcast negative woods stop making more podcasts i had to find well you never know with them either though they'll be they might be back right right you know what i mean like just you never they come around I mean, they like great podcasts but they they come around like a black father you don't know when they're gonna show you up. never know when they gonna make it but they you just, appreciate it's, it's like i'm glad you're here daddy why you right. here 
right whenever they show up they come with a bike and birthday presents mm, it's everything and you forget the day you know you forgive them you don't care that it's not your birthday Mm-mm. you don't care um that they didn't come and take you to the game it's when they get there it's all good yeah that's that's one of my favorite podcasts do baby so i understand the pain uh so yeah the uh, mommy to be four goes uh since my favorite podcast nigga the woods stopped making more podcasts i had to find another podcast to connect to my ghetto fabulous life then i found the blackout tips podcast karen gave me life with her laughter and thoughts on how it feels to be a black woman especially the corny jokes that just keep me laughing gay news intro gives me my life to the point i had to find that song uses my ringer on my phone love the show heart thank you oh thank you podcast five stars this girl the girl is girl writes thank you rod and karen for showing me how to be proud of my blackness mixed with the nerdy side too y'all are the truth after having lots of struggles throughout the year i was able to go premium so thank you for the content oh snap enjoy enjoy there's lots of greatness going on lastly thanks for bringing up the hbcu situation this week i'm a college student and it's hard out here for us thanks for karen love you guys so much uh three heart emojis thank you oh thank you honey we've been college students too baby so we understand struggle yeah and uh you know i don't know what the plan would be if something happened to the hbcus around this country because they they are under attack and i don't i don't know what the backup plan would be because it's be devastating because a lot of people fail to realize a lot of uh black people that are really really high in the judicial system a large percentage of them came from hbcus yeah and also just in general the middle class is fueled by um black people and black people are fueled by you know a lot of a lot of these colleges where we get our degrees and um it would be i don't know what would happen to this country if we didn't have hbcus all of a sudden um and i think it's that thing where uh after it's fucked up or gone or whatever people people gonna act like why didn't anyone say anything why didn't anybody do anything and uh i don't want to hear that shit you know what i mean because they're here now they're if, if you don't see uh them having a kowtow to that motherfucker as uh some type of call for help or then i don't know what more you need to see because those are very smart people those aren't idiots they weren't they're not not dummies they're not opportunists they're Mm -hmm. not you know this isn't steve harvey and kanye west like they didn't call them they the president reached out to them they didn't go out to him go hey miss president well there's um there's also well there's more to it but yeah it wouldn't matter if they did or not to be honest it doesn't matter they they need the money they they weren't even supposed to meet the president it wasn't Mm -hmm. about donald trump at all right people tried to turn it in people just saw the picture and just said some really fucked up things but whatever like i said to me it's just not funny so i understand everybody has it online i'm not i haven't stepped on anybody's jokes i actually haven't even talked to anybody that said all that coon shit like if that's what you believe then that's what you believe and i i really can't change it's not i'm not gonna be able to change your mind and i'm not it's really not my place to but i just hope everybody talking that shit is doing something to help uh kids get their education especially black kids because where they gonna go after you know when these when these universities don't exist anymore come on um overdue review e jamal c says this review is so long overdue you guys have an amazing podcast that has been able to stay relevant for its entire run you all's passion for equality and fairness keeps you all on the right side of many social justice issues that are taking place over the last several years 
i love rod and karen's banter it reminds me of the way that my wife and i can discuss topics and each have our own opinion but the love and respect remains i love that y'all nerd out about shows and i love your reviews have given me permission to feel okay liking these sort of topics i was excited that you choose to review this is us paying homage to the true stars of the show the melanated pearsons come through uh the games are always uh, awesome and allows for some levity in what would be an otherwise stressful day in, in the life um i often refer to you guys as my black co-workers example <laughs> example being going to work on november 9th 2017 and having no one to understand how i felt and how difficult it was just to make it through i was able to pull up you all's cast and know i'm not alone last but not least the guest i've been introduced to several podcasts through the blackout tips and i'm so appreciative of it keep doing what you are doing thank you we will thank you baby yeah and this week uh now keep in mind tomorrow there's no live show Mm-mm. but you will get a podcast um yes you will and i know chris from uh movie trailer reviews is gonna be on it yes um and then i know um wednesday we're gonna have uh a guest from gridiron girls which is on the uh, Cold slither network uh mm-hmm. girl chelsea's gonna be on here so it's gonna be fun man fun um and you know more new shows if, if you haven't already listened to those shows yet mm-hmm. um <clears throat> tr hose writes in uh much much love the heart emoji hi rod and karen i just wanted you to know how much i enjoy your show i'm not able to listen live so i have to binge listen when i can i've been in remission from cancer hashtag marches hashtag wait marches multiple myeloma awareness month okay but i'm still dealing with depression anxiety and financial and physical effects of medication and chemo that compounded by all the 45s craziness makes me want to curl up into a ball and hibernate however as bad as i feel some days it's good to be able to listen to you guys and be reminded that at least i am not a few not future or Nicki minaj <laughs> <laughs> oh bless they little hearts uh <laughs> when i was listening to you down run down everything that future has to give up in the deal he made my first thought was he's gonna be working at the car wash taco bell drive through sweeping the studio working first second <laughs> and third shift just to be able to eat and even have a decent future and that only <laughs> and that onika she is officially on the sick and shut in list i don't even listen to hip-hop like that didn't even know who remy ma was but she had me hype i'm happily married heterosexual so i feel comfortable in saying that i think i fell in love with her a little bit she Mm -hmm. turned into debo from friday that's my bike punk she did say that she was a bully and after all of that if onika just does not respond i would not think any less of her because there's really nothing for her to say she should just laugh it off and tell future to pass the broom (laughs) pass her the broom lastly like you i'm a proud product of a north carolina hbcu i give back when i'm able and i am planting the seeds of higher education at an hbcu in my children's minds trump supporters are basically trying to say we should be just be grateful for the opportunity for this meeting anybody can have a meeting to take a picture now what (sighs) let me stop talking about 45 because i'm low on my blood pressure anxiety meds anyways i will stop listening I, will, I mean i will keep listening as long as karen keeps laughing it makes my day you all are blessed to have this platform i am a christian and although my church is not in spindale fix it black jesus so i <laughs> so i'm sending up prayers for your continued success thank you <laughs> oh thank you and i like 45 sound like a gun a cult 45 well, that's what they two. call that's what they call trump 45 shit i'm still calling 45 too because yeah he'll, he'll make you want to drink a cult 45 <laughs> Uh, he will do that. 
Yeah, grab one and shoot somebody with it. So yeah, forty five is it. Only malt liquor can solve that problem. I clear. Red says on Stitcher, five stars. Uh, love this podcast. Finally figured out how to leave a review. I just wanted to give y'all these well deserved stars. Thank you. Thank you. And Mimi Sunshine says Memphis encouraging criminal behavior. I had to break down and find the show somewhere online. I live abroad and I've given. Hey, you know what? I don't, we don't mean to encourage criminal behavior, but if you need to do what you have to do to get to, to understand these recaps of this is us, me and Bossy do. I, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, dog. I mean, what, what you want me to say? I mean, saying you should still, I'm just, if, ah! you, if you just are aware of the events that are happening on the show and it just happens to enhance the listening of our podcast, I mean, what can I say? Speaking of which, we did a very special This is uh, this Too Much uh, Friday, uh, me and Bossy, where we discussed the feedback that people have written in, but we also, um, discuss the movie moonlight so if you guys have watched moonlight or if you just like uh you know because we it's a very spoiler i mean we spoiled the movie Mm -hmm. but if you want to hear us discuss it it's on your feed it's right there so um but like i said the first half is probably uh feedback from listeners writing in and stuff all right let's go to the episodes on the website episode 1390 coming out for justice um it was a feedback episode um and we had a couple of uh we had some comments freezer says count me in on team period party scooch over karen (laughs) one thing that i meant to comment on the original mention was that everyone seemed to be going in on the mom for throwing the party but giving a pass to that basic basic ass becky cousin who put all that business on the facebook streets right well she might not even want it out there yeah because she was a girl like a a younger woman too like 15 or something Mm -hmm. but seriously good on people trying to remove the shame and disgust from a natural necessary process fix the world one tampon at a time come on yeah because because we definitely don't need men says labia lipstick out here on these streets okay like let's take the pride back fuck that dude trying to come in and interrupt our period party syrup and grits good or disgusting who would create an abomination like that (laughs) 71 percent of y'all said it is disgusting who would create an abomination like that and 29 percent of y'all said it's good put syrup in your grits i'm shocked by these numbers that that's past sugar in the grits syrup in the grits Woo. desiree says or desiree says i voted good but i'm white so you want to take ah! you, you might want to discount my vote on this particular subject i like that you voted anyway because that's such a white thing to do to be like i voted but i'm just saying yeah i'm you know if you want if you want to disregard my vote you can but I'm, I'm just letting you know i had to vote i was obligated to put my opinion in uh yeah. first of all i don't think this poll had a racial connotation to it so so you could if vote you better. uh if you white and you eat grits and you put syrup in them that's fine mm-hmm. that's what you believe though i can't change your belief system mm-hmm. Derek says syrup on grits all day damn he proud of syrup on his grits ah! uh jackie says i'm like buddy and elf i like i think maple syrup make everything better and you know what i can understand that guys like bacon yeah you know i take back my disgust i take it back guys because i remember um I'll, sometimes I, I'll, if I have like an omelet or something, I'll put syrup on my omelet mm-hmm. uh, with my pancakes and then like dip it all in the same. So 
I can feel you, dog. What am I? Who am I to judge? Who are me to judge? Who are me? Uh, Karen and I did episode thirteen ninety one, Sheether, where we broke down Remy Ma's uh, diss track to Nicki Minaj, and we also had a guest, Jay of the Morning Punch In podcast, mm-hmm. um, who was a great guest, and yes. uh, it was fun. And you guys left thirteen comments. Mm-hmm. That show was so fun. It was fun. Um, Falcons Diva says, way to come through TBGWT. When Sheetha came out, I tried to listen. When I saw it was over seven minutes and hesitated, then the link I had kept trying to make me download the SoundCloud app. And I said, F it, I'll wait for Rod to play it on the blackout tips. And I'm sure he'll translate for me. So I waited and you came through. I know I wouldn't understand half the distance and I was right. Thank you for making (laughs) Sheetha clear for the old folks, Rod. You the real MVP. Oh, and Karen, bottomless mimosas are give are life giving. Next time you come to Atlanta, I have to take you to my favorite brunch spot, eleven dollar bottomless mimosas. Ooh, girl. Mm-hmm. That was in the segment. Uh, just letting y'all know. I think was the name of that segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, me and my mother-in-law uh, uh, make a trip out there uh, sometime this year. And yeah. Mm-hmm anonymous says damn another epic episode for some reason now i got the ether instrumental stuck in my head i guess that's what happens when you hear it for seven minutes straight (laughs) that play-by-play you guys broke down was better than the nba on tnt real talk is better nikki don't say shit because it's just gonna make it worse great show as usual and a great guest yeah i've been thinking about this beef thing um, and I stick it to my guns. I don't think Nicki Minaj should even respond. Um, because I think Remy, because of the internet, they will turn on Remy at some point because that's what the internet does. Like at some point, the, just the internet is just not your friend. It's never on your side forever. They discard people constantly. And I can just see them like a month from now being like, damn, get over it. Jesus, you still talking about this bitch? She don't care. Why you, you know, I can see people turning on her if, if she, cause Remy seemed like the kind of person that like, well, this is a beef for life. Like you, you, you need to either apologize or, you know, I under- don't say nothing. One, yeah. You know, one to two. But I feel like Nikki's just going to keep being visible. People going to keep bringing it up and she going to keep not responding in song form and, she might be able to luck up and get the 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 internet's fickleness to turn on remy because they'll be like oh you still dissing her we we over this shit you know uh jackie says regarding guess the race the woman who was bleeding and needed to get off the plane i guessed black because so many black women have fibroids which can cause heavy bleeding i had them and uh, on a uh, i had them and on a heavy day it wasn't unusual for me to go to 12 to 20 super plus tampons and pads i had to use both and standing up is the worst many times i would have a gush or a flow when standing up so Woo! so happy i'm in a puzzle yeah i that um definitely can uh could have been a factor because you just you just don't know it, it's like it's hard to be uh uh sympathetic for most people because you know how she was talking to everybody like it wasn't like she was not about no game she was talking straight up shit but it was a proper way to do that right right uh but i would have moved out of way i mean to be fair like yeah i it's always that um that it's like to me it's uh i know it's not the exact same but it's like the person with their feet on the chair on the subway well i'm like why is it such a big deal to everybody like that's how i would feel about if she was up there like move i need to go i'd be like man i'll sit back down and i'll get my bag when you go by go 
like i don't give a fuck like i like literally it does mean nothing to hold you up longer we're only doing this shit because this is the way they told us to get out the plane but if there's an emergency or something that sound like you definitely got an emergency thing going please leave i don't know what's happening right you know that's thing i need for you to just pass out a die in front of me yeah she clearly was in distress man mm-hmm. um uh mr knight says karen should have her own segment called next time with karen i'm here for it ah! with that said a white man playing bruce leroy 100 did this dude not see the 10 commandments and all the easter jesus movies fuck out of here <laughs> celeste 63 says rod and karen i really enjoyed the show with jay i'm not a real big boxing fan but i do try to keep up with what's going on in the sports so i'll be listening to our podcast peace yeah it's very good um very informative yeah and she even talked about uh her and her, her her partner they were talking about how like you know they want to make a show that you can kind of enter into with with not like with a lot of lot knowledge or just even as a casual fan you know it's yeah. not like an intimidating show it's, to listen to it's not because i uh roger was playing and i was listening to it and i could even follow along and i know very 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 little about boxing but the way they explain it and the way they break it down is very educational where eventually you'll start learning and if you want to learn more you can but if you don't it's not like they're talking on such a level that you you, you feel like uh an idiot if that makes sense mm-hmm. um uh so yeah i hope you uh hope you do go listen and she knows the stuff uh black dynamite jc says yes karen keep channeling your inner pun creator the breakdown of sheetha would make rap genius jealous well done from start to finish y'all thank you thank you baby yeah i I enjoy breaking it down now like i said man i've seen and i have seen everybody's you know oh this is y'all did y'all like this you know like that the shit people do every time people get to smiling about something um and i've just been ignoring it man fuck those people they just anti-fun this shit is fun people are talking shit about each other it's it's a sport essentially uh you know it's like and we haven't really had a good quote-unquote fight in a long time in rap and then like the last one was uh drake meek mill where meek just totally blew the response and this was like a the opening salvo for a lot of us to feel like oh shit remy's talking directly about nikki and there was some excitement in the air it's like maybe nikki will respond what will she say what do the other people around hip-hop have to say um how you know all these all these disses she had in there it was fun to me uh but i think a lot of people were just on like this is like on the you know uh great papon type uh just <laughs> all this beef is not nearly toasty enough and, and it's like all right dog i hope you i hope it make you feel good or whatever but clearly whatever whenever you're talking about it you're clearly not having as much fun as we are by hyping it up and having fun with it i don't you know i don't even see the benefit like then don't cover it don't talk about it at all don't talk about it on your facebook page right. don't if it's so fucking whack and terrible it's the only thing people was talking about for like two or three days it was yes, fun it was. um especially seeing like black women do it black women talk about rap and beef and hip-hop and shit like it was it was dope man yeah, um, it was fun, and uh, um, like the other person said before, I'm old too, so some of I caught on, but you know, Rodgers is tuning in. See, he's my hip hop translator, cause you know me, I've learned a lot, cause you know I'm, I used to be like, what the hell is a trap house? What is we talking? Yeah, what the hell are we talking about here? Like it's not like I'm gonna be listening to that shit every day for the rest of my life. It's just like, oh yeah, this song, uh, a 
I mean, I remember when Back to Back came out. Like, I was excited that about was my that. Jam. Yeah. I still play that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coco Pelly says, as someone who listens to rap but doesn't follow the industry closely, I always enjoy and learn something from Rod's detailed analysis of rap beefs. <laughs> uh, woo, this one alone. Marty J. Boss. Oh, we met Marty, uh, mm-hmm. at, um, Walker Stalker Con. Yes. What up, Marty? Uh, Marty writes in, I just had a discussion with my coworkers, two nitwits who are trying to invalidate this Remy and Nikki beef as just PR and marketing as if Remy has no merit, as if any other rap beef didn't result in name recognition and some type of uptick in fame. One is under the impression that Nikki raps so the multitude of records with, with rapping on them and her st- status in the mainstream is the reason she's the queen of rap. Guess the race. Uh, ah! the other is old man Jones who borders the ashy isle, Shea Butterstat, who, uh, was in his heyday during the era of Biggie and Tupac while I was barely in grammar school, was around during Jay-Z and Nas beef as I was just entering the high school and was hanging out on a 50 and Ja Rule had their, when 50 and Ja Rule had their run at each other. Granted, I wasn't there, quote unquote. Old man Jones thinks because I was, wasn't present. What the hell do I know since he supposedly hung in these circles from back in the day and was at the Source Awards, etc. Maybe yeah. he was, the, maybe he was the one to start all that shooting. Who knows? That's why we ain't got Source Awards no more. Yeah, old folks ruined that for us granted i was on the periphery in regard to hip-hop culture and all forms of secular music due to my religious upbringing but i know my shit i'm a big kim fan so my uh, <laughs> and by he's not saying big kim like big kim is her name we uh, all know it's Lil kim but he okay. says i'm a big kim fan i right. uh, just wanted to clarify for y'all try to come in his neck so by default i cautiously followed nikki's career i stand by this sheether track till the day i die this nikki remy stuff goes back as they both revolved in the same circles trying to get put on uh nikki filled the void that was left with no major mainstream female hip-hop on uh act on the scene we still had missy trina and a few other artists but no one was really that accessible to the next generation coming up in the internet age the first few years of nikki's ascension was essentially built on kim's back for the lack of a better term then she sort of transcended into this pop celebrity with the lady gaga-esque antics i used to check nikki out and hear here and there but about the time black friday kim's mix dropped i just couldn't support old girl never bought a record simply due to her lack of respect for the ones who paid away for her her shady subliminal one-liners bar biting swagger jacking was was what led to the rise of miss nikki and the barbie nation for nearly the last decade she had her time to shine unchecked and unchallenged by any other female rapper not artists as an artist i would never discount anything nikki has done and achieved but for the culture i know what this means and what this is the 90s were a different era we weren't tapped in as often as we are now but mm-hmm. does that make this beef less real come on is it because they're black women that they they want to disregard this as someone trying to make a name for themselves because they were locked up you were 16 in tennessee with your picket fences 10 years ago leave me alone dude <laughs> <laughs> does he listen to this are you writing this to him is this like a copy of what you emailed him i I just want to know um but uh i will say this um it's weird because nikki definitely nikki's kind of like drake for me where they exist in this like they're clearly hip-hop they're clearly rappers but they do so much shit outside of rap as well where it's kind of hard to just like see them as just rap you know like like jay-z nas big uh there were certain people where you're like oh that they just they just rappers like no and this doesn't mean that they're business investments none of that shit but just 
as artists you go that's a rapper um and i think nikki just had a phase where you know with the pink wigs and the, the the starships type shit where it was more like she was doing Katy perry shit and everybody was kind of looking at it like i guess because we just couldn't see um in my opinion most people just couldn't see the idea of a, a female rapper mc being the best in the game but doing something like that like um because it wasn't just a crossover of like say when lauren hill did the miseducation and you got these these songs that just resonated with everybody and they became like big hits on air you know um because she was right and she was singing so much and lauren is uh, a talented singer um you know i won't get into the specifics of how talented or whatever but she's a talented singer and her songs used to resonate with outside outside of of the hip-hop genre sometimes but she was still able to spit them bars like like i mean even miss education got some verses on that shit Mm -hmm. so um you know i just feel like it was different for nikki like nikki literally just swerved into a whole nother lane for a couple years and i think it while it gained her uh fan base that she might not have gotten as like this hardcore rapper from new york but she lost some people but because i know yeah. she lost me during that period of time and she i think she lost a little credibility with a lot of people and mm-hmm. um and it's it's just so hard to talk about it without because i just don't want people to take it as disrespect but Mm-mm. even with um it's almost like she brought her black girl back when right. beyonce dropped uh beyonce Mm -hmm. it's like being uh just being a black woman was back in quote-unquote and Mm -hmm. then it was like nikki you know stars uh take takes off all the anime shit and just starts stunting on motherfuckers showing up uh just just as a badass black woman which she always was right um so i think that was another thing for people where it's like um they started people started standing more for her the last few years because and then she was rapping too so it wasn't just she came back with this look but she came back and she was rapping and it was you know whether it's like the flawless remix or um 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 i always forget the name of that song but y'all know i'm talking about that um the other song she had with beyonce or whether it was the bars on monster on that verse that's i think her verse on monster is not trying to find some of my best my opinion some of the best work i don't know if it's because he, uh kanye wrote that for her i don't, I don't think i don't think he see that's that other thing i don't think they wrote it for anything okay. I, I don't know if it's the i mean i don't or, and the but, thing but it was just perfect and the thing is also when i don't know if if someone writes for you i don't like to yeah, that's why I say, I don't know. say that they don't because right. people take that shit as disrespect mm-hmm. but I mean, her, I mean, it showcase. What I think it, the best part of Monster is that the beat changes four or five times and showcases her skills. Right. Because you know, while it can be kind of, I can see people that would think it's corny that she like changes verses and shit. Um, when she changes verses and that beat changes, that shit was just like, oh my god, this is Nicki at her best. I wish Kanye could do a whole album with Nicki. It would be because he could make it. He can make this shit pop, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was feeling myself. That was a song but um anyway the point being she kind of came back to like blackness quote unquote in a way not that she was never not black but she kind of came back probably the last two or three years and i think that gave her like a boost and there was no real competition and i'm not even really 
like i said this all sounds shady but i'm not even really counting remy as a real threat to Nicki minaj's throne like that like i can't see her i can't see remy making it impossible for Nicki to work like i yeah, can't yeah, see she's still gonna work that's yeah. yeah i can't see her making it making her fans less or making her venues not sell out i just can't see it you know Nikki's still high profile enough where she can just keep working with people right and and honestly i and it's that same thing where i won't believe it until i see it but i don't even know how Nikki comes back at it really um if she came back so i would have to see it before i could tell you like right it's like if she responded and it was dope i'd be like oh yeah yep that was a good comeback and let, let's see where they go from here but i could also understand her being like i'm not doing that shit true like what's the benefit to me it's like lebron james been in a dunk contest like don't benefit him yeah the only thing that can happen is something bad like like either i win and everybody's bored because that's what they expected or i lose and they go see this nigga can't even dunk you know like um anyway uh i definitely understand uh where you're coming from though Uh, he also goes on to say it's funny to me how folks try to invalidate shit just because we are in this new social media post everything you do go with us youtube the fake news era as if it's information isn't verified signed sealed and approved before i deliver right. old man jones under the impression that you getting this all from the internet i mean i heard the tracks on the internet but i grew up on this shit i remember listening to remy on the radio in my second year of college and had me like she cool talking about bj's on the radio true story lean back lean back this uh this is around the same time that kim was promoting the naked truth album and did the bet joint just before she was about to spend her time in lockup i remember not too long after that remy had her case and had to go to the pen i thought damn she barely had time to shine and promote that album but she held it down like whatever it's about funny it's also funny to me how a dude who confesses confuses two chains and two phones ha <laughs> that's a good ass tank though two chains and two phones is trying to tell me what this beef is about what this beef means and remy just trying to make a name for yourself by coming after someone making more money than her as if nikki and will smith probably the only two rappers that this dumpy motherfucker know damn i wrote an essay i needed to vent with people the love to show this recap and fuck Nicki minaj she threw bullet spray uh she had this coming uh she's still all right though if i hear her on somebody ish i'll probably hear a few cute bars yeah uh i, I like that we found out marty is in the uh little kim hive i didn't realize that uh that like that goes way back those rivers run deep mm-hmm. i accidentally made the little kim hive mad one day on twitter Woo, they was coming for your boy i was like y'all exist <laughs> like i didn't like i was talking shit now i'm not trying to i'm not gonna hide my hand i was i was making jokes because i was watching um a a war show and i was making jokes about Lil kim and the motherfuckers was like listen up you stupid fat motherfucker i hate you i was like jesus (laughs) christ was it oh was it that something pepper one where she was uh uh which was rapping bad um oh rich homie kwan i don't know karen i don't think it was that one i don't think it was that one but whatever one it was i just remember being like oh shit i need to watch what i say about little kim apparently these motherfuckers don't play i was totally out of line i ain't gonna lie everybody always tried to defend yeah everybody always tried to defend themselves like i was just saying stuff like oh i hope she can pay her cable bill this month or something people was like bitch she rich you stupid broke motherfucker i was like oh oh i'm sorry i'm sorry didn't know y'all exist 
um jay writes in remy lyrically murdered nikki i used to be a nikki fan but i oh wait i forgot to mention one more thing the old man jones dude man i don't even talk first of all i don't talk music with most people i'm just gonna tell y'all straight up like even people i love and respect their opinion i i'd rather not talk to them about music i have my opinion and if we're being 100 uh not to sound conceited and arrogant i don't give a fuck what you think about what i like and like i if i didn't if i didn't offer it and we weren't talking about it already or something i don't give a fuck like there's a couple people i talk music with one of them being my brother um most people i don't i don't care you know i only got so much time too so i don't even listen to everything Mm -hmm. um and i get mad when people tell me to listen to some shit and waste my fucking time because i don't like it Mm -hmm. um so you know i'm a very i'd rather find it on my own accord yeah i'm a very opinionated person when it comes to that area of my life like if you tell me you like some shit and i think it's whack i know i look down on people and i know they do it to me too so it's one of those things i don't like talking about um but uh the old man jones thing that was funny is uh i think Nas versus big was probably the biggest beef of my life that made the most impact i mean people still say ether as an insult like so as a verb to this day like you got ether you know um and i, I mean seeing two of the best like shoot at each other in the prime of their careers i mean you just you just don't get shit like that you know like this like we got what drake beefing with meek mill nobody cares if drake was beefing with like kendrick that would i would be- care about that more because yes. i think that like that's fucking with fire right mm-hmm. um but 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 yeah so it was just like one of those moments where like i remember the first time i heard i can't remember if either came out first or takeover came out first i want to say takeover came out first but i remember the first time i heard takeover being like yo he's talking about nas and this was really before i was getting a whole like i would get music off of the internet but the internet wasn't like as um immediate as it is now right so it was like you had to hear about something first before you could know how to find whatever it was then you had to go download it then you could listen to it um and i think i actually heard takeover either on the radio or as i bought the album and was leaving the store was when i heard like it was some it was like that like i didn't hear it in a um like i didn't hear it on my headphones on the ipod or ipad or whatever the fuck it was like i i heard that shit in my car going like covering my hand over my mouth like i can't believe this nigga's talking this much shit about Nas and mob deep who everybody forgets got dissed in that shit too um i just couldn't believe it man i couldn't believe it and i really did think that beef was uh amazing i thought that this t- i still think takeover was just a such a dope dot dissection like dissecting you just you just fucking cut this man's career apart and it was so like dismissive and pejorative at the same time because it's like Nas was considered like hip-hop royalty and you just sitting up here talking about like his sales like nigga you didn't sell shit and uh the Nas disc came back and I was like yeah how do you come back from that because he used facts like he didn't just say you know you a bitch man you know it was like like he used a lot of facts right and then Nas comes back and he just talks shit about the way this man looks the, the caught him a tybo hoe like he had so like i spent most of the time listening to Nas's this laughing like this is not a serious retort because 
he feels like you're not to be taken seriously and i can see the brilliance in both of them um and so that was so that was like my thing for that like i really enjoyed that beef and uh i i still remember the blueprint too jay dissed him on the blueprint too and i thought that was a i thought the blueprint two was actually a better diss than takeover but i don't think I, it just felt like the candle had burned out by then um like it just people were off of it it had been a while but uh yeah man so anyway just to say i lived through that i think it's the greatest beef ever i still don't understand why i would not be excited for this that's why I, you know it's like saying I'll, I'll watch muhammad ali okay so you would never watch another nigga fight then then just kill yourself there's nothing else to do right just blind yourself no more fights like turn off the cable turn off all the lights there's nothing else to see in life you saw the best like that it doesn't make sense like mm-hmm. that's that's the the the, uh, that's the thing that's the best part of living you just you hope something better happens the next day you never know the potential of what life can bring and that's how i felt about this beef is like hey who knows what we'll get out of this sounds like we only gonna get a couple tracks and nigga's gonna ignore it but it was fun while it lasted come on all right sorry going that long tangent uh so jay right saying remy lyrically murdered nikki i used to be a nikki fan but i feel bad for her ass and now lol yo rod and remy wrote the disc rod said remy wrote the disc while sitting on papoose's face why the fuck i bust out laughing at that because i could see seriously see that i watched them freestyle together one day it was epic they both got serious bars yeah it's funny because like papoose can't put together a whole song but as far as a talent of rapping that's a rapping ass nigga Mm, okay you know like can't put an album together yeah can't put an album together but if you just said hey freestyling this booth you just gonna be sitting there holding your side of your head like this nigga got bars uh derek says love this episode guys and today's guest was awesome love hearing people talk about the ins and outs of boxing uh sean ekpg says jay's story about steven seagal reminded me of a friend of a friend of mine who when she was 17 got invited to be a translator at a dinner with steven seagal she was fresh off the plane from minnesota where she was an exchange student and thought it would be a cool gig this is 1994 so he was 46 at the time apparently his wedding ring three decade age disparity and her obvious disinterest in, did not stop him from being a creep throughout the meal so hearing that he was still a slimy creep did not surprise me in the least Aww. that being said i have a couple of friends that have gone to his aikido jojo in juso now run by his wife i'm not sure if i'll ever make it up there even if his wife basically running is basically running the place i would not want to see his face Evie says Sheetha is one of the reasons I love my people so damn much in a world where Mango Mussolini is running the country. <laughs> this was the distraction I needed. I got my life all day on Twitter, and for that, Remy Ma will always be good here. And the poll was an easy one. How should Nikki handle this diss? Talk shit on social media, but don't put out a song. Clap back with her own song, or don't respond back. 63 percent of people said don't respond back i'm in that camp two percent said talk shit on social media but don't put out a song at 36 said 36 percent said clap back with her own song Derek says just don't put a little meek meal <laughs> yeah he can't that's the worst thing you can do is respond with a whack-ass song oh that's that's the worst of both worlds when people respond with a whack-ass song it's always like nigga why'd you waste my life you'd be better than not responding yeah like how you gonna just waste my time knowing that i got things to do it's a busy life out here in these streets and you sitting up here talking about some whack-ass beef you know (laughs) um 
we had episode 1392 of fishy situation the man had sex with that fish i mean well he said he didn't though and says two things that you need to discuss in the next episode steve miller a trump advisor was openly racist as far back as middle school according to interviews with with trump with school administrators and hbcu presidents met with trump this week they think they're playing multi-dimensional chess they're not uh well there's two things one uh the steve miller thing can i i'm at the point where i just assume all his appointments are racist until proven innocent that's where i'm at everybody he picks i'm under the assumption that they're racist ain't no if ands or buts about it i'm under the assumption whoever he picked is anti everything about me anti-lgbtq they're anti me being able to drink clean water me being able to breathe they're just they're they're anti-everything yeah so i mean i can't really be i guess i'm just not too riled up about that Mm -mm. um and then we talked about the hbcu president's meeting with trump this week um and i did not find it to be uh, about chess playing i didn't find it to be any of that stuff so i mean you know and you sent this on a tuesday or whatever so i uh, hopefully you heard the next episode I'm and pretty sure. i hope everything's cool uh ari writes in rd talking about uh oh wait rod and talk, talking about encouraging people to be exactly who they are oh wait no rd talking about encouraging people to be exactly who they are lol bitch why don't you take your own advice you fucking tried it i guess she was trying to get people to attend her pity party with this pitiful ass interview but nah dog i'm good i was talking about roger dollars out uh going back to being white fuck you mean she's already white she can't say shazam and change races at will what is wrong with her that's what people been saying for years can we please find well, actually a- she can but hey <laughs> she can't she ain't black just because she say uh can I we mean she can go shazam and be white yeah but that's because she was never black you right. still white you white right now N- nothing changed that's the whole point but if it make her feel better shit say shazam sing ali ali oxen free i don't know care what chance you sang sing it and take your ass back to being a white woman and leave me alone um black dynamite jc says can we please find a way to incorporate that part of tropic thunder into every show somehow it's so good as far as jokes go she only gotten better it's only gotten better with age uh i'll see what i can do i mean it won't make it into every show but yeah definitely one of my favorite movies me and justin talked about it on um uh the pregame which i haven't put out yet but when i put it out y'all hear it but uh well premium people hear it but yeah we i love that movie totally completely underrated um real great satire of hollywood tanya w42 says oh my gosh the fish puns are brilliant makes me think of this song and she has a link to youtube which is taking me off of the website what, what, what is this what is this joan osborne hammerhead live how does only got 561 views Did you put this up here yourself <laughs> how's this possible uh should i be listening to this what is this about uh i gotta wait for it to load for some reason um it's taking its sweet ass time i don't know this probably wasn't worth the gag um (laughs) whatever was gonna happen the internet is cutting up baby i try to let it uh let it blow in the background we'll see if it ever comes up probably get down on youtube uh 
max says man when i saw the cover art for this episode i was wondering what it what it was for player oh uh, yeah because it was a picture of a man uh clearly laying down on the ground with a big old fish on top of him so, ah, all right um lenny says regarding the poll okay so the poll was the la la land moonlight oscars gaff meh made it better or ruined it okay uh 39 of y'all 40 percent of y'all said meh y'all didn't really care about the gaff or not uh 36 said it made it better and 24 said they ruined it lenny says regarding the poll i initially voted made it better because like rod i also noticed the energy in the room change when the mistake was called out it was like graduation when you've been told to hold your applause at the end but then your relative walks across the stage and you show out now that we've now that we're a few days away from it i keep seeing moonlight's writer and creator having to share the spotlight with the la la land folks so put me in the ruined camp love to show peace i understand that yeah i've heard i've seen like covers where it's like uh the grace of la la land i'm like nigga you gave what you fucking owed what are you talking about you didn't win no award it wasn't graceful y'all i mean what the fuck was y'all supposed to do slam it on the ground and piss on it and be like come get it niggers like get the fuck out of here they did what they what they should have done and, and gave the award of it's it wasn't a matter of kindness it, this wasn't yeah I don't, I don't even understand that that storytelling angle uh, I understand the fact that they'll always be in a trial because it's a gaffe and probably the biggest in that award show's history. Mm-hmm. But it's like making uh, the woman who lost that Miss America or whatever Miss Universe pageant that Steve Harvey fucked up with. It's like making them take pictures together. Like, why? Niggas, it's enough. Uh, they fucked up. Uh, we had episode 1393, Give Money to HBCUs, um, where we had some comments. Bamil says, Right, your grief and rage at the beginning of the episode were palpable. I almost missed my bus because I slowed down the fact that the leaders of these universities had to prostrate, prostrate themselves to the white supremacists in chief to increase the chances of maintaining funding ties directly back to what you and karen were talking about last week about the wealth gap between blacks and whites in the u.s i did grad school at tufts university and for the past 10 years every year they send a package giving me opportunity to contribute to the school i never do simply because i never seem to have extra coins to contribute maybe i would if i could but i'm not the alumnus they have, that they depend on universities especially private ones like tufts uh live and die by the size of the endowments these private mostly white institutions have these huge endowments because a significant enough percentage of each graduation graduating class has enough earning power where a sizable yearly contribution to that alma mater will reduce their tax liability enough to for them to shelter more of their income from the irs mm-hmm. 
imagine earning so much income from a combination of salary and stock dividends that dropping 10k in a charitable contribution will make you more money that is the result of access to power and intergenerational wealth um contrast that to graduates at hbcus of course there will always be unique cases of extremely wealthy graduates but for the most part most of the alumni of hbcus are regular black people that don't have extra coins to contribute regularly to their alma mater couple that with the fact there's a larger proportion of the hbcu student body that receives aid economics are dire please note that when i say alumni are regular black people i'm talking about regular college educated black people that accumulate less than our white counterparts because of structural and historical factors come on yeah that was a thing because like i think people almost get offended when you say like listen if you're going to be criticizing this shit the minimum you could do is maybe give them money so they could be out and it's like and then everybody goes well i'm broke and i'm like well cool wouldn't shut up right like like i know i know people want to be kind and nice about it but sometimes there's a problem to solve and your opinion ain't helping solve it Mm -mm. like it's just like you're just being uh it's like it's like i'm gonna just complain just to complain i'm gonna call these people coons and all this shit and opportunists and all this shit and it's just like that's not the game at play here and i know it makes you feel better it makes everybody feel better when they can label somebody something and just throw that word out and walk away from it because it's like i did something i called them a coon and i i I, fucked them that's the end right you didn't really accomplish anything yeah and then there's and it might not be true that's the same shit people get mad at republicans and trump for is throwing out this bullshit and then just doing no research and no nuance and no understanding of what happens and just being like y'all shouldn't do that shit and it's like okay cool man that if that's how you feel i think people should just uh if you can which i said several times during the whole time i was talking if you can people should give that's 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 i think it's imperative because if you're gonna be mad that you even see these people in proximity to this administration right then it then the 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 truth of the matter is the only thing that can keep them out of there is having money already and they don't and um you know even when you think about um what the meeting was for they came up there to meet with the heads of like five or six different branches of the government not trump the purpose was not he wasn't even on their agenda when they finally got their list of this is the shit you're gonna do today at the white house he wasn't on the list they came to speak they were not given time to speak um or at least not long um they had to basically it, it, it makes me so mad because they 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 had to go in there and explain to betsy devos who's now over all this education in america they had to explain to her what hbcus are and why they exist like i read something this morning it was like it was basically hbcu 101 for bessie devos they put this woman in charge she is going to make their budget like literally she will design the budget that determines how much money they get it's it's beyond just fucking a photo op it's literally about money for kids futures and just because they didn't write them a check that day doesn't mean that their efforts are in vain and like i said this petty ass administration is not the one to be like they ain't gonna do shit i'm calling a bluff i don't believe you guys Mm -hmm. and more importantly gambling and being wrong in this instance is way worse than going up there and being like well damn 
we all all we got was what we were gonna get in the first place or even later or even worse if month later months later if they say we are gonna strip funding from the hbcus i'm calling it now you have a lot of people calling those people coons and shit and being like see like happy that they y'all ain't get y'all ain't get what y'all wanted y'all ain't like they're gonna be people like that and it's gonna and it's it's gonna tear me apart because literally you're rooting against the education of these kids like you don't like it's just not the game to play you know it's not uh steve harvey trying to get a i don't know a tv hosting gig out of this or uh kanye west trying to be photographed with this it's just not the same man it's not these people aren't going out talking about vote for trump they're not talking about support him they didn't even say like well listen he's a good man and what and and he's the pilot of this country and we don't need him to like this isn't that these are like highly educated people that have posts in black collegiate universities like they're not um put it this way for the most part they're not just sitting up there on some like i just can't wait to take a picture with well mr trump like that's not what it is um they're they're way smarter than that uh and then most importantly um it if if it does come down to they lose funding or shit or something people gonna make it seem like well y'all y'all going down there was y'all just trying to kiss up as opposed to the very real threat that that would be to a lot of people's educations best case scenario they get the money that was budgeted before that's best case scenario y'all best case scenario i don't expect them to get extra money Mm -mm. i think trump said that extra money shit uh to try to prove like something to the black community he's not gonna do it you're not gonna get extra money i see it getting cut yeah but i i I honestly just i hope it don't get cut too bad is is about where i'm at right now Mm -hmm. um and it's sad to think about that shit right um, right, and and in my opinion, it's real easy for people to make these sweeping arguments when they don't have to deal with the consequences or the repercussions or the aftermath of the people that are being directly affected by these choices. It's real easy for you on social media to talk as an independent entity versus they go up there and they're actually representing a collective group of people that will actually affect millions of people across this whole entire country. They're not just coming on their own fucking behalf. Steve Harvey went for Steve Harvey. Kanye West went for Kanye West. These people who, black people who went up there before, went up there for their own purposes. They did not go up there and on they the behalf like, of other people. And they went to like Trump Tower and they right. and they lied like steve harvey like i'm gonna do this to help black kids in the community like yeah okay like clearly clearly you're lying you're full of shit no one's heard from you since like there's not been the ben carson meeting none of this shit like you clearly just went up there for a picture uh to to to, to be like look black people look at me give me attention this wasn't that this is supposed to be a private meeting like it just doesn't matter the facts don't matter to people and i understand they're mad because they saw that picture i'm mad when i saw that picture but i don't see that picture and go get mad and be like it's all black people fault i think that's ridiculous you know i get mad at that picture and i think these motherfuckers don't respect us they don't respect our institutions they they think that all these people that have worked all their lives to get these degrees and shit they just see them as fucking a photo op man it, it, that's sad that that's what is happening but that's the first black people i've seen up there that i was like yeah well they had to do that 
you know and, and i've said and i've also said in the past and i'm still sticking to it i don't really even care that black people go talk to trump Mm-mm. it's just that the black people that are talking to him are terrible right like if it was a uh, someone with some actual knowledge about the housing authority going to talk to trump that's fine because i'd rather some knowledgeable person be talking to him than steve harvey that's like at this point it shows how little he respects black people and how little those black people that have gone up there respect themselves because they know that that's not their area expertise and yet they're going in there and pretending that they advised the fucking president on some bullshit like that like that's terrible like I, i i don't understand how people can't see the difference between the two things like kanye west talking and jim brown talking to 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 donald trump are not um uh they're not experts in the fields that they're going to talk to him about and he's not going to do shit right like in this case they these people who didn't come to talk to trump came to talk to the person that's the like secretary of education and be like listen this is why we need Pell grants this is why we need funding this is why our universities matter this is why it's important you know when you got uh harvard you know about to sell their radio station and shit and everybody gets mad at that oh y'all gonna sell this black owned tv station? yeah what like they canceled the sale but where where the money gonna come from right the fact that they even tried to sell sell it should tell you like we not getting the money we need Mm-mm. you know people expect them to have these stellar educational programs with no money i don't i don't know it don't work like that you know i, I just had to start this morning this where i was just thinking like what if we just aren't supposed to have hbcus anymore like what is that what if that's the end result it's just we're gonna live in a country where uh and i'm not saying because oh these white people are designing it this way but i mean because of the response i've seen from a lot of black people what if we are have reached a point where even black people think there's no purpose you know what and from from the bottom of my heart we have a, a generation of people that don't see the importance of HBCUs. We have a generation of, of people who grew up with the choices to go to any any university they wanted to. We also have a generation of people who think that the white man's ice is colder and they will buy into that and they will forever buy into that. You have a generation of people who think anything is black is less than. Uh, and, 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 I mean that's and, and always this, existed, and this you know? across the board. But it has it it's, it's seeped deeper, in my opinion. It's, it's like mm. it's like deeper sown because when you have a generation of people who do not see the importance of HBCUs, particularly Black people, that's the problem. You know, because for the fact that you can go to the white university is because of the HBCUs. It's mm. like HBCUs were invented because we couldn't go to these white unit institutions even now you have like transfer programs um like people you know people use them for all kinds of stuff but it's just interesting to see like i don't know it was a very cynical sad thought this morning because i was like maybe that's where we're at like maybe we're at a point where people kind of forget and don't care about tradition or history in these ways and i've always felt like tradition has been a a double-edged sword like racism is tradition uh sexism is tradition homophobia is tradition like there's like tradition isn't always good um but i always kind of looked at the idea that hbcus existed as a net positive because it's because they're institutions i don't agree with everything they do but i understand the necessity for some for these for these institutions and i don't know it feels like maybe people 
and maybe they're just this mad at trump but it sounds like people are so over it like well fuck them like i feel like if i told the people who are having these discussions like if i sat them down and was like hey man so you do realize that there's a chance that if they don't play ball with these with this administration the universities won't exist in say four to eight years um i feel like a lot of people would a lot of black people would be like yeah well fuck it then we don't need them like i that's how it sounds because they don't seem to care about any of the uh of the surrounding factors to it it sounds like people are on some like fuck it like i don't care if they exist or not because i'm mad and they met with them so we shouldn't we everybody should go to pwis or not go to college i guess you know i don't I, like i don't know what their solution is but i don't it feels like it's so it's so dismissive like are you who are you thinking about whose best interest do you think it is in to for them to play like some sort of hardball when they don't have a um uh they don't have a, a ace up their sleeve there's no they, they don't have a thing that they can be like blah out, bitch we got you know oprah paid for all our, our intuitions this year what like they don't have a thing like they, they need the money i don't i don't know the other people didn't need any money they were just fucking going up there to be like i took a picture in my 17 button suit with this nigga like it's it's just a difference in my opinion and for me i can't laugh at it and i can't tweet out a meme and or none of the shit is is it's not funny at all you know um but uh yeah we'll see man like yeah, we will see. We need these institutions, man. Yes. I don't in my in my opinion, maybe a lot of people don't agree. And I'm recognizing that and they don't agree fine. But I think there's a level of privilege in a lot of people's disagreements. Right. I think there's people that um take a lot of shit for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, uh when I went to Fayetteville State, you know, I was in school with for lack of a better term, niggas. And like right and like that's one of the reasons i love my people to this day is because it wasn't the hand selected few people they thought could like assimilate into this life it wasn't um our our culture was still recognized like you know our music our you know the shows there's there's something so beautiful and empowering about the blackness that you experience just being among your people right and and it doesn't mean nobody else is there but just in general to have a space where it's like man just come and learn and don't be worried about you know the social anxiety of fitting in and the microaggression of racism and shit like that now obviously there's still it's still a college it's still a good collection of a lot of people you're You're still gonna have people with Mm hang-ups you're still gonna have uh you know i'm sure being gay at a pwi being gay at a hbcu is still gonna have like it's not gonna solve those issues Mm -hmm. necessarily um but it it was just like some there was something beautiful about that um and i I think emotionally i just can't imagine that going away um because uh you know because motherfuckers just got mad like essentially they wanted everybody to be in that room when everybody was asked like hey we're gonna cut this short we gotta go we're gonna uh, would you guys like to go meet the president who they never and a lot of these people they never got to meet president obama in the eight years that he was there so it was like you want to go take this you know they i don't even, i doubt it was even a photo it was like you want to go meet and talk to the president and i guarantee when they got there it was like now take this picture click bye you know what i mean i guarantee that's how it went you know but 
and for the record i just i want to be clear and reemphasize because i feel like people that disagree are going to hear one thing when i'm saying something else i'm not saying some of those people wouldn't want to be in that room anyway right keep in mind i went to a hbcu i know how like there's classism mm-hmm. there's um respectability politics mm-hmm. there are some people that would have been in that room no matter what right and they would have been there smiling and clapping even if they didn't have to even if it wasn't in the greater interest of these kids the problem is we'll never know because they need so much fucking money so we'll never know you know what i mean like we don't have a luxury of knowing you know even when trump threatened berkeley berkeley's like man we got money we good fuck you fuck you and your fuck you trump fuck my love fuck do whatever you want to bitch man we couldn't play that game at uh Fayetteville State. we couldn't be out here like fuck you then bitch everybody would be like oh for real though <laughs> okay okay yep cut they funding like i honestly believe they are that petty i think and Betsy devos is a fucking puppet um as evidenced by the leaked stuff by the uh the trans laws that she rolled back when she was like uh, well, the, the rumor is she walked in the uh trump, a meeting with trump and bannon and said she didn't want to do it because she would be vilified and she thought she didn't have a problem with this and then she did it anyway so she ain't i don't feel like she's a strong person that will make up her mind for herself i feel like if trump tells her i was insulted by these nasty people these black people don't want to meet with me um cut they cut them out of the budget i think she'll do it i think she'll cut them out of the budget even after the meeting and the photo op i don't like i don't trust them and i don't know how much further i can state that like i like it's not a game to me everyone keeps making jokes about it and you know his typos and his late night tweets and shit and i'm like none of this is funny like it's all fucked up like i the, the, the <laughs> thing about uh trump trump has never been a joke to me trump 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 and just the whole thing from the beginning and it's particularly once he started running for president i never took him as a joke particularly once he got closer and closer to i was like oh shit he he really might win the republican nomination and i was like this is not funny this is not a game you know um and i wasn't here for the jokes and i think for me personally people forget when students are 17 18 years old they just want to be college students y'all they just want to be college students regardless of where they go they just want to be college students and i can speak for me personally i don't know if i would have survived at a pwi i'm just keep that real I know at HBCU, and I like to say, I was around normal black-ass people. Not people that were on, uh, I can say, politically correct. Not people, not black people that looked down or shunned other black people. Um, just regular, normal-ass black people. Um, I don't know if I would have went somewhere where I would have had to deal with racism. <laughs> you know, because I would have been the, the, the few little dots across the whole university staying on campus. Uh, I saw you had a white roommate, you know. And I'm not saying that black people didn't experience that and were just fine. I'm just going to keep it real. But for me personally, I do not know if I would have survived that. I liked being surrounded by my people. That mattered. It made the college experience so much better. It was something seeing 
professors that look like me, seeing students that look like me, seeing administration that look like me. Like it like to me, just the black experience meant something to me. Sororities and fraternities, you know, the basketball games, the marching band, you know, seeing alumni come back. Like to me, that's also part of the black experience. But I also think we're in the generation, in my opinion, where you have black people that don't see color. People won't act like this is just white people. No, you have a generation of black people that literally, quote unquote, don't see color. Well, I think also it's just, for me, it's not those black people that I'm, like, seeing say that, like, don't even go in there. Those aren't the people that are saying that. Like, the people I'm seeing is, like, I'm so woke that I would not even, like, even if I, no matter what, you can't make me go in that room. It's like, it's not that kind of competition, and it's not that kind of game. And I just don't think, uh, I think I would be mad to find out, it, it, like, say their budget got cut six months from now and we and they never met with trump they never took that picture none of that shit and we find out that um they had this meeting scheduled with bessie devos um halfway through this meeting she abruptly was like oh y'all want to go meet the president and everybody's like okay you go in there and they're like he gonna sign this order uh and uh you know take this picture and i pledge every fucking um every fucking president has signed without any fanfare but we know the ego of this man he needs fucking fanfare for the the most mundane lowest bar of shit that he does if you don't fucking tell him that it's great it's great then he'll fucking lose his shit so let's say you they they all said no we don't want to meet trump we just came here to talk to you guys and we won't be taking any pictures and and like i said the budget gets cut six months from now the only thing a lot of people gonna have for them is sad stories right like they're just gonna be like and there's gonna be a lot of people that talk shit now that would that on that day they're gonna be like well, you should have took your ass and then took that picture i mean motherfuckers see you got to play chess you got to know the game like the, everybody would second guess the fuck out of them if it doesn't work out i'm just hoping that it works out even with them doing the shit they wanted them to do because i don't trust the administration like I don't know how people have gotten to a point in two months. Has it been two months? It hasn't even been two months. I don't know how people have gotten to a point where y'all are so used to this administration that y'all are like, I know what they was going to do. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. It's unpredictable. And I wouldn't be shocked if they cut the fucking budget anyway. And I won't be shocked if um, they write the check. And I wouldn't be shocked if they gave more just to be petty on some like obama ain't give y'all much as we did i wouldn't be shocked at any of it because it's unpredictable every day i wake up like what the fuck did he do last night that's how i wake up every day so no you don't get to gamble with these kids educations and that's why you got the job and that's why in all fairness that's why a lot of motherfuckers ain't got the job and that's why you can talk shit on your twitter you talk shit on your facebook you talk shit on your podcast you can do all that shit and you can feel very comfortable because you don't have this job and whatever job you do have you don't do this shit at your job to be quite honest the vast majority of people that have a problem with some shit that they got to deal with it could be racism just on everyday platform of some shit you got to deal with at your job the vast majority of us understand there's a time to struggle and survive there's a time to be like i'm gonna take a stand and for the vast majority of us when it comes to that check it's the time to, to to survive right so i i already i already get that people are gonna say a bunch of shit that 
doesn't make sense but the kind the, the kind of person that needs to be in charge of a whole lot of people's education is the kind of person that got to go in that room and take that picture in my opinion you know you just don't get to be the radical head of this institution and be like but i just i'm just picturing motherfuckers coming back and being like and i told trump to kiss my ass everybody be like yes yes and then six months later and put the clothes sign on clink 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 there you go guys put the chains ah oh, hey guys hey but at least we had that time i took a stand sorry about you not getting the education and uh you wasted all that money trying to get a degree my bad y'all hey how could i know right hey remember, but we had that day remember that day when i was like kiss my nobody clapping no more okay like that's how i feel like that shit would go and you just i like that's why i was mad i felt just it's like an impotent rage like i'm mad i don't know what it can be done about this i do appreciate the students who are like on campus being like fuck trump and shit because they 18 17 um and as long as those institutions are around for you to be able to talk some shit about trump on your campus and say it's a trump free zone and fuck trump and fuck bessie devos and shit uh yeah if a 50 year old 60 year old black person gotta make the decision to get the money so that you can have a place to protest i'm fine with that that's how it's gonna work like that like that's a better system than the 50 or 60 year old person being like yeah fuck trump and then you being like but what about these classes though you know yeah i'm 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 to the point where um don't tell me what Trump won't do. I'm tired of people saying, well, I don't think he would do this and I don't think he would do that. Trump is irrational and illogical. Mm-hmm. Trump got there doing crazy stuff. Trump got there not following the rules. Right. Trump got there, quote unquote, being outside the box. His whole thing was was, was being... Look at his immigration not, order. Right, right. He's not even thinking these things through. Nope. They're nope. not even legal. Mm-mm. like i can't imagine what the fuck they would do to a, to a, I, anyway right, and that's why i say don't tell me what trump won't yeah. do but people that, that think the best of this man i don't comprehend that there's nothing he has shown me that, that, has, that there's nothing he has done that has shown me that the only interest he has is himself he doesn't give a fuck about this country he only thinks about himself all right um sorry we got that's just the first comment uh i empathize with your anger and when i saw that picture my first thought was how disrespectful it was for conway to be lounging on that bouch during that ostensibly what ostensibly is a business meeting that initial irritation turned to sadness when considering the implication of what the pick really meant these university presidents at the pinnacle of their careers had to play nice with this racist ass administration they had to be there they had no choice in the matter yeah i like even um even when i i've looked at that picture more and and it's just like you can just see people not even smile like people are just looking like okay did he, is he gonna sign the thing okay he signed the thing <laughs> okay go now yeah bye you know what i mean like y'all like especially the people that plan to talk hey you you you're supposed to talk for uh 10 minutes i actually got cut it to seven i actually got cut it to two actually only half of those people that we cut it to two only half of those get to speak it's so disrespectful i'm I'm just more mad about the disrespect ari says rod thank you so much for being so real and honest regarding hbcu meeting with the white house 
when i saw the photo i initially rolled my eyes at kelly and conway and didn't realize the deeper meaning behind what was going on i was focused on the jokes and the memes associated with the photo photo and i completely missed the point this is one of the main reasons why i love this show because you and karen do both do a wonderful job explaining what's going on in black america from a different perspective than mine thank you to all for all you do uh to help a black millennial stay woke p.s i'm gonna drop a little something in the building fund for y'all since it's tax season first of all thank you thank you baby and uh also um yeah i like i really wasn't even thinking about like no one thought of this perspective i just uh, i just uh yeah i just I, I was just being honest with how i felt about seeing that picture and i think people people in our facebook group were kind of like bickering over like which jokes were funny about it and which weren't and i was like i don't know uh for me personally that any of it's funny and i think it's very uh you know and i try to stay off of people's toes with that kind of shit to be mm-hmm. honest um there's a lot of jokes i don't find to be funny but uh if other people find them funny or um i can see like the angle of the humor or whatever i just let it slide because i'm like yeah if you know if y'all think that shit's funny but to me it's like why why like what about this situation could make me laugh but I, I i'll admit i haven't found any of this trump shit funny at all i, I don't wow. people talk about them saturday night likes live sketches and shit guys i don't even watch those nope like i don't know if y'all noticed but like we ain't talked about it on the show we ain't played none i hear they're very hilarious and shit uh mm-hmm. melissa mccarthy is a fucking amazing comedian no mm-hmm. i feel like some of these jokes are making it seem like this new shit is to be laughed at and i'm like it's dangerous man right 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 because <laughs> uh and, and i know we need to move on but yeah i'll i'll just aside for a lot of black people and me included every day sometimes i wake up with a fucking panic attack like what the fuck did he did today are we in the war today will they ship my ass back on the boat do i still have legal citizenship and i know that might sound irrational and logical but it's one of the things where i do not know where he draws his lines because there's nobody fucking standing up and telling him you cannot do this this shit is fucking unconstitutional yeah they just they want us to feel that way and i try to revel in joy and all that shit but yeah some of this shit you just i'm just like nah man i'm not i'm not gonna pretend that this is just something to laugh at and i feel like people deal how they deal that's just not the way i'm dealing with this Mm -hmm. you know the most i can laugh at is be like look what white people did to this country that's the most i got i ain't really got i ain't really got a whole lot of like oh he said uh really big d on his twitter account let's talk let's make jokes about uh how that could stand for dick i'm like or you could talk about how he's trying to corrupt the fabric of this country like i don't really got nothing for you you know and i'm sure other people can find the humor in it i just i i don't feel it doesn't feel humorous Mm-mm. max says i felt every bit of that hbcu st- segment in addition to giving my own uh, last year i also started giving to the uncf uh united negro college fund um there these are our universe our institutions and it's up to us to keep them afloat alumni swear they don't have anything to give but they could scrounge up five dollars even a small amount so a lot of schools to get that percentage metrics up which helps them when they're approached by foundations and corporations for money but truth be told they could give more than five dollars giving eight dollars and 33 cents a month gets you to a hundred dollars a year and many folks are leaving matching gift funds for their employer on the table because they aren't giving anything 
before talking about what oprah or jordan can do i wish more folks would believe would put in whatever they have to give yeah people good for uh beyonce ain't give this or whatever it's like what did you do this week nothing okay well shut the fuck up like it's just so much easier to just pass the buck to somebody else and not examine yourself because you know people like like i said people get offended by the picture of them in the room but then they also get offended if you like well if you gave they wouldn't be in the room they get mad at that too i'm like well what the fuck dog you just want to be mad because you you don't want to hear the solutions like there's no there's no you have no solutions you just got a bunch of anger and we're all angry newsflash right ain't nobody looking at the pictures feeling fucking good about it everybody no. mad you're not everybody. the wokest nigga in the world because you mad and i'm mad like i'm mad and saying well we got to figure out something to do here's here's a solution i don't even sure how much it'll help but here's a possible solution and motherfuckers like yeah but i'm mad though too I'm like get the fuck out of here all right let's go to part two real quick guys we'll be right back um yeah uh and i'll try to play a clip between so what are you degenerate niggas doing here come on Vic, man you better than this man y'all trying to rip people off look y'all ain't here to hear the word get the f- out oh hold on there man what, what's going on there who is that sound like you teaching people to worship money with all due respect, Reverend, that sound like some bullshit to me. Ooh. Ooh. Reverend Otis, this is an aboriginal con man from Australia. Nigga just got the mental institution. Think he's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus! Well, is that right? Well, if you're gonna be a crazy fool, you might as well go all the way with it. <laughs> Look, I don't want your money. Neither does Pops. You can't buy God's blessings. It don't work like that. Says the man who obviously ain't got no blessing. <laughs> people, people, don't get this dude your money. He ripping you off. Vic, come on, man. You better than that. You really going to stand by and rip these people off? If Jesus, the real Jesus, didn't want me to have this money, then Jesus would take it away. And, and, and look at your ankles. <laughs> ankles so ashy, they look like they're about to be dropped in a deep fryer. Keith <laughs> <laughs> Davis is amazing. All right. Uh, we're back. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, Mac says, uh, I mean, but yeah, I agree with, with, with what Mac was saying. And Mac wrote back in and says, Oh, and what's the deal with Caitlyn Jenner? How much audacity do you have to have to tell someone else to tell, wait, to tell someone else to tell the president of the United States he should give you a call? Seems to think uh-huh. she has the power in this situation. Yeah, that was funny in that yeah, video. Like, call me. Like, mm-hmm. the, y'all not, I don't know if you understand what policies are, but this is clearly from a man that does not respect you. Like, this is, he is, he is not, yeah, he's not putting on his agenda, call Caitlyn Jenner at any point it doesn't matter that you play nice he does not care about you Mm -hmm. on uh, your rights i mean the fact that they rolled back the for kids y'all like we know that lgbt youth uh specifically uh like commit suicide at a higher rate Mm -hmm. this message that they are sending as an opening salvo to the department of education for running the department of education is the first message they want to send it's not even about the budget it was hey um lgbtq people uh specifically trans people um fuck your rights 
we're not being nice about it anymore that's the first message they want to send you know i guess probably second message the first message was hiring a dummy but then the second message was uh forget any educational policy we want to make sure that you don't feel safe in this bathroom that's what we want to make sure that that's that's the number one thing (laughs) just ridiculous anyway um seems to think she has the power in this situation that's a whole lot of privilege there maybe that's why i'm not already rich or something maybe Lagov b says rod i always believe you when you say you love black people but this episode i felt it as others have said that woman in the picture irritated me with her display of disrespect i've i'd like to say that i didn't understand the wider implications because i live in the uk but when you broke it down it was a light bulb moment of course number 45 is holding them for ransom um keep doing what you're doing you and karen are so important thank you thank you uh Brittany says rod i'm with you we need to start donating to our hbcus i love my hbcus i actually attended two and i genuinely love them for what they did for me especially coming from california you really broke it down thank you so much this was definitely a photo op for 45 he thinks he's so slick we see you and we are watching you so if he can increase Pell grant funding i hope he can make it happen i don't want to see my hbcu lose accreditation or close yeah man and that accreditation thing is fucked up because it's pretty much retroactive like not that you will lose your degree or something but people will be like oh didn't they lose their accreditation oh yeah, you what you got a years ago yeah oh you got an economics degree from there oh man yeah i heard they ain't like people quick to do that shit uh when you out looking for a job and shit you know and it and and yeah it's it's gonna feel embarrassing to be like well there was accredited when i there was accredited when i got my degree like motherfuckers gonna still be like oh that's a shitty university now you know but they're always looking to like tear down black schools anyway yeah yeah and and on the low it's a lot of white people that went to hbcus too and when they go to hbcus too they get minority scholarships you know on the low so you know they get funding too just for going to an hbcu you know they'll take the degree with the accreditations and all that shit you know they'll take that part of it though yep falcons diva says thank you for expressing exactly how you felt about the hbcu picture the first thing i noticed was uh kelly and conway but then i looked at the leaders of those prestigious institutions i was filled with a mixture of anger and sadness a few tried to smile but you could tell they weren't feeling it then when i found out they weren't able to speak as originally planned i was furious i'm a proud graduate of north carolina a t state university max earlier comment is so true even if alumni only give 25 dollars per year the giving percentage increases and those metrics are used to support for additional funding i don't think people realize this that's why i don't believe that graduates quote unquote can't give it doesn't take thousands of dollars yeah that's the other thing too man um yeah yeah i'm not even gonna add to it just some motherfuckers say they can't give and and they don't they like you could you just choose not to it ain't about giving a million dollars it ain't like i said you could you literally like it's never been easier people are like how do i give how do i give literally you can google hbcus in whatever state you at right maybe it's not one in your state but just google you can just google hbcu and find one close go to their website there's a giving page it was so easy like it and now you don't have to write a check you don't have to leave you don't have to mail anything all you can just hey paypal fifty dollars uh here's my credit card take take a hundred dollars you can like it's so easy now the excuses are bullshit and i mean 
for a lot of people i'm not saying for everybody and do not fucking write me about how it's like i don't even got the money i don't even know how i'm listening to this like no that's not what i'm if it's not you it's not you if you literally don't have a a cent in your pocket to give but But there are people people, that make choices to not give at the benefit from getting their education there that's all you know a lot of us take it for granted man it's just it's a college it's an institution it's been there for a hundred years in your mind it's like why would i assume it wouldn't be there anymore it's you know it's it's i understand the emotional like kind of trippy thing you know of uh, i went to this school and it's an institution that's existed since 1916 in my mind i can't imagine it not being here but you think about the dire straits these universities are in and you're like wait uh i i understand this different than i did to say 18 yes i do you know like when i was when i was 21 even after i initially graduated yeah after i graduated i remember being like yeah so uh y'all fucked up some of my financial aid shit one time i don't give a fuck wait till i pay off these student loans you want some money like i remember feeling that way um but yeah the fact that they couldn't be here some real shit you know so if you didn't know now you know you know um uh she also goes on to say um that's all that's all uh, gsu calls and asked me to donate 25 dollars. that's all they ask for because they know the game and that's what i give at on the other hand gets the bigger bucks from me what pissed me off further was seeing black folks say trump has already done more for hbcus than president obama oh god no i, I, I saw that too no is that an article or something no i saw people saying like obama never did nothing for hbcus oh, and shit like that true. and um billions of dollars what are we talking about here right and and the, um the thing the thing that's interesting about that talking point in particular is that people want to use trump to tear down obama um to to um you know to to try to to try to be like like it's, it's like another woke blackness thing like or and i'm sure white people will co-sign that shit too but uh, i actually tweeted out the link and facebook the link to um from the u.s department of education fact sheet obama administration invested in historically black colleges and universities um and uh it was talk it was uh from october 24 2016 um uh today u.s secretary of education john b king jr will speak at 2016 national historically black college and university week conference highlighting the value of hbcus and importance of advancing their legacy and student success over the course of seven years the obama administration has invested more than four billion dollars in hbcus because these institutions are vital engines of economic growth and proven ladders of advancement for generations of african-americans under the Obama administration, one million more African American and Latino students have enrolled in college. That's what's more. Black and Hispanic students earn more than 270,000 more undergraduate degrees uh, in 2013 and 2014 than they did in 2008-2009. This administration remains focused on continuing to increase the number of students who successfully complete college. To, the, to that end, the department has worked to make new opportunities available to HBCUs. Federal funding to HBCUs has grown each year since 2009 through the higher education act hbcus receive a 17 million dollar funding increase this year the largest increase for the federal strengthening hbcus program in six years and president obama's uh, uh, 
fy 2017 budget seeks to maintain and strengthen these opportunities for hbcus to build their capacity the 2017 budget proposes 85 million dollars in mandatory funding to hbcus an increase of five million dollars from 2016 plus an additional 244.7 million in discretionary funds for title three the administration has also fought and won a historic commitment to fund fully fund Pell Grants and expand student aid for millions of low-income students. Pell Grant funding for HBCU students increased significantly from 2007 to 2014, growing from $523 million to $824 million. This year, President Obama announced a plan to make sure that Pell Grants are fully funded, including inflationary adjustments and used uh, strategically by students to reduce time and cost for receiving a terminal degree. The President's 2007 17 budget also proposes 30 million dollars uh hbcu and minority serving institution innovation for completion fund to help students from low-income backgrounds overcome challenges and persist through graduation day um and there's a lot more to be honest like you i could probably read this shit for another 10 minutes but it's not nothing is the point of all that and that and the, and the other thing is that uh some of the shit is because you know as a president you make the budget for the next year or whatever there's a lot on the line dog like they just just hoping that you know and at the time i'm sure they thought hillary clinton will be president every poll was saying it she'll meet these financial obligations and hbcus are going to flourish even more and i guarantee politically they were thinking um it's also going to increase her capital with black people because there's some mistrust there but it'll be like this big ass like hey black people believed and voted in numbers for me they vote they helped me get this presidency boom here's a whole bunch more money for hbcus and now i'm like uh, will that happen will there be cuts what like what's gonna happen with this portion of the budget now you know so yeah when people say nothing it's it's just that that thing on, on social media man where people just is everything's black and white everything's really simple and and everybody would have done like the most revolutionary shit possible in every situation and it's like okay okay if that's what you believe i can't convince you otherwise but i don't believe a lot of these people you know when they talk like that um but uh yeah you know he he has done something and trump hasn't done anything as of yet as of yet he just signed the same fucking pledge that every president signed since reagan like nah we not about to act like he did something more like it that's also anti-blackness like it's so there's so many levels to this shit where it's like you're only saying that about obama because he was a black president you know and he didn't meet with um i actually forget what the name of the organization was um but it's like an organization that has like 47 hbcu presidents in it and for eight years they wrote him and wanted to meet him and for eight years nothing from the white house so then there's also people like almost like the cornell west thing where i didn't get this access i didn't get this picture this photo op with you so therefore this picture that that these other people got to take with trump is progress i'm like that's a fucking picture and the other one was a was money you know what i mean like i don't and i don't know why he didn't take that picture i'm not even defending that shit i don't know um i'd love to hear his reasoning for it um but what i do know is just because this motherfucker took a picture with some people don't change shit like it doesn't the money is the only thing that matters out of the situation money is the only thing that matters dog and since no money unchanged hands yet i ain't exactly optimistic about any of this shit Mm -hmm. um 
um anyway she says um what pissed me off further was saying oh yeah woo i just got heated thinking about some of the crap i read on social media that day thank you for the passion and taking the time to share it with us yeah there's a lot of hot takes and like i said i've been avoiding people i just let people talk i I, I understand everybody's mad and i don't know i hope cooler heads prevail andre says i almost lost it on this one rod your emotional message at the beginning was so powerful that i had tears welling up my eyes sitting at my desk at work to the point where i had to get up and walk it off as others have mentioned the episode just illustrates how much you and karen genuinely love and care for your people for our people and our plight you guys have been a huge source of strength for me this whole trump presidency debacle and i appreciate being able to just listen to your thoughts and have not even and have and not have to even think about tuning in to a normal media outlets that don't critique and criticize this dumb fuck the way he needs to be thank you guys for everything you do thanks man mm-hmm. uh finally freezer 88 says damn this episode went through it all from ride getting real on hbcus to discussing star versus the forces of evil where else do you get that kind of range of topic and emotion uh, i'm gonna tell you where nowhere <laughs> to throw in an emotional hard turn of my own there's basically two reasons that there are no adult apps on the google play store yeah because we talked about how there was a fake Pornhub app that was basically malware uh one it's not worth it for google to set up an adult store between setting up an adequate age verification system and vetting out the scumware vendors is not worth the hassle especially when unlike apple you can get android apps from third parties two adult apps that do exist are mostly complete crap you can find adult apps and if you look hard enough if you look hard enough and they're all either malware in disguise low resolution bullshit chock full of stolen content or way overpriced yeah i've dabbled in adult apps even found an adult app store they're they're all they are all not worth it even the free apps feel like ripoffs anyway that's my two cents on the subject shout out to the shout out to the chat room freezer this is not twib by the way i was on twitter yes uh thursday guys <laughs> if you guys want to listen if you listen to this week in blackness uh and you hear a familiar voice it's me and uh it's Paul and amani gandhi gandhi i was on there with her too mm-hmm. and dar m without the dot wilson and of course elon james white yeah, and uh time. young thug brent so it was very fun <laughs> had a good time and uh, talking with them um the poll was easy should the hbcu presidents have met with trump yes you had to do what you had to do no just deal with the fallout 75 percent of people were like hey you gotta do what you gotta do and 25 percent uh said hey just deal with the fallout so um like i said in an alternate universe where i didn't give a fuck about black people it would be funny to see uh the we we told that motherfucker fuck him to his face and see how y'all how y'all check because i i 100 believe everybody on the just deal with it bandwagon are a bunch of motherfuckers that would mock them if the shit like they won't probably mock them anyway if it don't go down uh if they don't get a budget uh increase or or get their the budget they were supposed to get they're probably gonna mock them anyway but they definitely will roast them motherfuckers if they would have stood up to them not going in the room not taking the picture and then fucking got their budgets cut they would have been like you stupid motherfuckers uh which is just the way of the internet far says uh episode 1394 the roast of dr carson where we uh discussed uh uh walking dead far says now that you guys bring it up how different would all this shit have played out if sherry and dwight went back with daryl they wouldn't they would have never crossed the saviors at least not without fully knowing what they were getting into all the pain and loss they experienced would have been completely avoided well i think 
sherry and dwight were running from the saviors when when they ran up on uh daryl in the first place yeah so they knew what they were going leaving and they knew what they were getting back into um whenever they got captured or mm-hmm. went back we don't even know exactly if we don't yeah we still don't really know i think we do know that they got back and then they were given that choice of burn your face or not but i don't remember if they like turned themselves in or they were found uh which i guess at some period of time we might get a recap for that because all that happened was that basically they stole dwight's bike and stole his um his arrow thing crossbow crossbow and rode off and that was it yeah we i could see you remember how the letter was uh sherry being like i'm sorry i i turned you into this if they did drive off together on the bike and she was the one that was like we should just go back to negan i can see why she would write that but i don't know if that's what happened i can see why she would write that letter that way right and no one the walking dead i don't know if they do but i hope they do give us some kind of recap to show like what happened and how to end up back there they might not because it's not really important but you know yeah they might and they also i just don't remember if they told us already they haven't they have not okay because i know they did say about burning dwight's face and shit because we just seen him yeah we just seen yeah. him again right we didn't okay. see the incident happen or, or anything i mean like yeah we did okay all right cool phd 2014 said hey family great review per usual eugene porter is the hot spicy pickle juice mess uh i know that eugene is still loyal to rick and the posse all right i hope you believe it i hope it's true uh river city girl says yo the african drums in the background where y'all talked about susan mcchetter swiss but changing her name took me all the way down uh eve says only after dr carson only other dr carson is at hilltop when the saviors come to collect them that will that will give even more people from the hilltop the incentive to fight oh so you think they oh that's true they could just be like we killed our doctor we just taking y'all's gregory gregory of course will be cowering in the corner somewhere true the poll was easy do you feel sorry for the white yes or no karen a little bit well a little bit is right 3.85 percent of y'all feel a little feel sorry for that dude so that's just a little bit of people and 96 percent of y'all do not feel sorry for his ass at all and i'm in that 96 percent. fuck that dude um all right guys let's um we have so many voicemails i don't even know how we can possibly play all of these now in all fairness one two three four five five of these are from the same person our girl sierra um and then there's one two three four five six from other people how about we play for hers how about we play the first one okay all right and then hey guys the loves of my life other than my son um <laughs> this is sierra aka at mom's bread with swag i'm timing myself so i'm probably gonna call y'all back to super stalk y'all guys y'all know how i do um i got a couple things to say first of all let's talk about milo and stitch yannanopolis fuck boy <laughs> he deserves to get punched in the face if he has not been already i fucks with the, the fact that Harry Moore was like fuck you but i wish that milo stephanopolis fuck around and comes at beyonce so we can really fucking drag him 
He deserves to be fucking dragged. He deserves to get his ass kicked. And that's what I got to say about that. Second of all, I fucking lived for your Beyonce fucking segment. I just think y'all need to just have a Beyonce segment every fucking week. At least once a week. Just give me once a week of just y'all standing for fucking Beyonce. Because I fucking stand for <laughs> Beyonce. I don't know if y'all know this. Y'all both follow me on Twitter. I both follow, I follow both of y'all. But I retweeted every motherfucking picture, every motherfucking outlook, everything of Beyonce. Because that bitch levitated. At the motherfucking Grammys. That bitch was draped in gold like the goddess queen she is. And for all the black women in America, that bitch did the damn thing. I'm not even pregnant, and I'm pregnant with twins. How about that? <laughs> I am pregnant, but I'm pregnant with twins. How about that? Because she is giving birth to Blueprint 1 and 2, and the bitch should be running for president. Like, that was my president. I just want to let y'all know the all-star game when Beyonce and Jay-Z stood up for the fucking, um, you know, United States song, whatever the fuck that shit is, that was my presidential inauguration. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> presenting the first lady and the president of the United States, President Beyonce knows with the first lady, Jay-Z, because that's what the fuck I'm about. And when she looked at that bitch behind her, like, bitch, who was you taking pictures? I was with it. So I just want to let y'all know I fucking love y'all. And I'm going to call y'all back in two minutes because I got more shit to say. <laughs> All right. You know what? She is one for one. Let's see if she can keep the streak going. Okay. Let's, let's go to the second one. Okay. So I call back. This is Sierra and mine's drag with swag. I just wanted to call y'all back and say this. And I'm going to call y'all back another third time because I got a whole other topic. But did this year, when you were talking about the school shit, like, Rod, you heard my last voicemail about the shit that I went through as far as, like, dealing with racism. Because, you know, I live in Virginia, dealing with racism first and foremost. But that shit is really real. And it's not, right. it's not even starting in high school or middle school. The shit starts now as young as pre-K-3. My baby is in pre-kindergarten. And I already had to address the racism issue with my son. My son has been voted the number one smartest kid in his class. He has exceeded all the standardized testing expectations because newsflash, that standardized testing our kids as young as pre-kindergarten. My son has exceeded the expectations. The highest score you were supposed to get was a 25. My son scored a 35. And I had to literally stay on his teacher's ass to let her know Point blank and period, I know you understand that my son is a black man, but I'm not raising what you think a stereotypical black man is. I am raising an exceptional black man who will be our next congressman, who will be our next president. So, bitch, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I got that bitch. I got his teacher's cell phone number, her email address, because I want to let her know. If anything goes over my child, you call me. Because my son is vicarious. My son is fucking active, energetic. He is fucking a debater. He is everything under the sun, and he is exceptional. And because I stay in her ass like that, she actually sees past the color of his skin and understands that he is exceptional. He is the only kid in his class reading. How about that? 
about that. And that's because I'm not raising that. And it's so sad to see that a lot of parents also have that image in their head and also have that view in their head that, okay, my kid is a black kid and he's just going to be a regular black kid at the school. No, 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 boo. If you put in that time and you let him know early on who he is as a black man and that he is magical and that he's going to be awesome, he's going to see himself as awesome. But it's also up, up, up to us as the parents to put that awesomeness and that magic in their heads. And also to be in these white teachers' faces every day to let them know, just let you know, bitch, don't try my kids. Because I will introduce you to the class that is called These Hands, and you don't want them. <laughs> so get that shit straight. But um, I love the fact that my teacher, his teacher, acknowledged as a white woman that she was ignorant to the knowledge and the smartness that black boys are genetically have in their body. They genetically have this in their body. I'm going to stop talking right now. I just want you to comment on that. I'm sorry that this went over. I love you guys. Karen, your laugh makes my stomach feel magical every time. Bye-bye. Yeah, I don't even have anything to add. I mean, everything you said was was great. I mean, uh, and yeah, I, I... it's funny the only thing i was thinking about when you were talking about that was how like you said the shit starts so early with the like how do we uh get this kid into like you know either special needs classes or the detention type classes or the this kid's acting precocious uh let's label that something dangerous get this kid out of here and i kept thinking like it's kind of sad that you have to wait till college to really have an experience where your teachers don't see you as like this threat you know what i mean like your teacher like you get you have to get to college and i'm not saying you can only do that at hbcu i'm sure uh other school but you just had to get to a college where i'm literally paying you to educate me and then it's 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 more it's less of a you know um how do we i can't just throw you out of my class and put you in somewhere else because uh, you're paying me Correct. as a, you know it's sad that, that for a lot of black you kids you gotta wait that long to get to there now, you know you gotta do a bullshit but you're paying completely different yeah um all right uh shall i play another one uh fuck it man fuck it sierra fuck it Okay, hey guys, it's me. This is the last time I'm calling, I promise. This is a lie. Two more times. I just wanted you guys to talk. I know you guys are going to talk about this, but I just wanted to comment on this shit. Yo, did you fucking hear Remy Ma's seven-minute contact? (laughs) Shisa? Yo! That bitch had me ready to call. I called 911 and was like, okay, so are you guys investigating the murder of Nicki Minaj? Because the shit is real out here on these streets. Remy Ma. First of all, let's just say this. Remy Ma, if she did not decide to be a rapper, she would have been a college professor at Yale because she took Nicki Minaj to ICDC College. She took the bitch to ICDC College. She read her, her mother, her brother, her address. She read everything. The bitch did a thesis with a dissertation with sightings, interviews, receipts, and also a basically quantitative summary the bitch had me like oh okay so you just gonna snatch all our edges you're not just gonna snatch Nikki's edges I'm bald I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what biotin I need to get my hair grown back because you bitch you just killed me <laughs> the bitch played on her fucking Remy Ma played on her name not once 
not twice, but over six times. She called that bitch Nickelodeon. She called that bitch Nicky Garage. She called that bitch Saint Nick. She called that bitch Nick Cage. I forgot how much I love rap. I, I just, Nicky, uh, Billy Ma just made me remember how much I love rap, how much rap is valuable. And I just need Nicki Minaj to just have a seat. Just let it die down. Because she killed her the way 50 Cent killed Ja Rule on his whole al- first album, Get Rid of Die Trying. So she just needs to, like, lay low and just, you know, wait a couple years before, you know, she comes back. Because at this point, the only thing you can say is, I'm sorry. And then on the side note, bitch, don't bring Beyonce name. Don't bring Beyonce name to the <laughs> shit, bitch. Beyonce ain't got shit to do with this. She is sitting back home in her house, rubbing her unicorns, having America's babies. She don't got time for your bullshit. Get your fucking life. Don't ever mention Beyonce name because you struggle. That bitch don't got your back. Beyonce don't got your back. She busy. She's fucking busy having America's twins. What are you doing? Take the L. Have a seat. Ride down the slide and take the L. All right, I'm done. I love you guys. Bye bye. <laughs> that's the next thing we gotta that's the next trend black twitter need to be on is when somebody fuck up they need to start photoshopping them into pictures with beyonce ah! you know what i mean it's like oh chris brown did some more fuck shit and then just just fake like a fake retweet of him uh and don't even like change like the body just like put his head on like Nicki minaj's body like oh beyonce is my friend like nope nigga you in trouble all right uh she had two more man but i, I don't know if it's gonna get any better than that man um uh so I, i'm gonna move to the next person you, you had plenty of time i feel like that's a good compromise <laughs> I, 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 I we appreciate the passion and the love for the show <laughs> you know i mean they were all good voicemails you know it's no no you know no offense no no shade but it's a lot of voicemails <laughs> i don't know can you want me to keep playing them or <laughs> All right. Hi, you guys. It's Sierra at Mom's Tread with Swag. I thought I was only going to give you three messages, but I have one more. Uh-oh. I got to watch on the Oscars. I got to watch Viola Davis's speech. And not only Viola Davis's speech, but I also got to watch the speech from an immigrant for the documentary for the independent foreign film I'm sorry not a documentary the foreign film The Salesman and sometimes I wish because I am woke because I know you guys are woke sometimes I just wish that we were like our parents I wish that we did not have this much access because we see like the director and the producer of the salesman he did not show up to those Oscars because he is standing for immigrants and his family and friends who cannot come into this country or were deported and he's standing with them it is just I just sometimes like I hate oh Sometimes I just hate to be so woke and so aware because it's I'm raising a black boy in this country 
and I have to tell him all the horrifying things that is going on. I have to tell him these things, and I hate it. <laughs> when I was young and before I had kids, you know, I'm 30 now, but I feel older because, you know, a black woman's 30 is a white woman 60 <laughs> but um i always i was like i'm never gonna have kids because i cannot let kids know what the reality is their reality is that because of the color of their skin people will hate them dislike them judge them i am and it's just crazy to realize now that not realize now I've been realized this I've realized it for the moment I thought I was pregnant that I'm going to have to give birth to not only a black child but a black man child who will know the fuckery mm-hmm. of this world not this fucking country the world because it doesn't just happen in this country it happens across the world I just want to let you know thank you for being my safe space just pray for I know you guys are atheists and I'm a Christian. Just pray, pray for me. I pray for you guys every day and I'm, I'm so sorry. I got so emotional, but these fucking Oscars. So I didn't watch this shit. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. I gotta go. Bye. See now, now what y'all, what y'all are thinking is that that was such a nice moment. It was a nice moment, but here's what I'm thinking. This is why I don't watch Viola Davis acceptance speeches, okay? Because it's gonna have you doing some shit like that, right? Just the vicarious yeah. power of her snot bubble tears. Alone, she get to talk and you crying. You don't know why. It's too strong, and that's why I try to avoid it. It's the strongest. Yeah, she substance. does with all my life. I had to. Right. Right. Her pain is too strong, and vicariously, it's gonna have you crying. And you just not gonna be yeah, able to control I, yourself. Yeah. So I just I try to avoid all of that because uh, I just you know tune in at the end. Yeah. After I'm sure that Viola Davis has already won her award, mm-hmm. and then you won't be crying like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, yeah, man, that um, I I don't even know. I I guess I'd I'd rather be aware because when I when I look at it's not like I don't even say woke really i don't even know what it is just i'd rather be aware and empathetic to other people than to not be and Mm -hmm. sometimes when i look at people that don't have feelings that feel like like that makes you weak or something i just feel like they're that's a waste of a life like why would you live a life like that who would want to go through a life where you don't care about anyone but yourself and you don't res and nothing anyone else does resonates with you it's, right this is not it's not okay or just it's not something i would i don't envy those people at all Mm-mm. um and yeah like as a empathetic person like uh i don't know one of the things i feel like is uh the world is constantly in pain and that's one of the things that it is um in a way it helps me understand people and understand myself and understand their actions because a lot of stuff people do even the most despicable people is because there's something in them that's fucked up too um because and and this doesn't excuse their actions or any of that Mm because you all we all had the same like impetus but things how we how we react to it and the, the actions we take with the with that same 
to me the impetus is that we're all gonna die so when we take that knowledge this knowledge that we're gonna like what do you do with that and then what do you do with your time here you know so i think that's why people are in so much pain and then there's a lot of this shit is just distractions from that like and i'm i mean even some of the like most uh broad things like things that we you know love is just this distraction from the fact you're gonna die uh hate distraction from you're gonna die racism distraction from like and i don't mean racism is distracting you no i mean people are racist because it's something to do while you're here like it's not even that you know it's it's that's one of the reasons it's so fucking frustrating and stupid it's like it's a thing it's an activity we don't have to engage in but people do because this it's just another thing sports it's just something to do on your way out of this world you know and um i mean i don't pray or whatever but i don't reject anybody praying for me and then i and karen's not an atheist i am um so uh it's it's you know it's i'm not offended by that part at all or anything but yeah man um that that's definitely something i think about a lot is just how much pain the world is and how much we're passing that down you know like you said you got to raise a kid in this man i uh it's my uh nephew sebastian's second birthday today like mm-hmm. you know um he's a, for for all intents and purposes he's a black he's gonna be a black man one day man he he's gonna have this experience uh unduly tainted by just the fact that he is black like in this country in trump's america like uh yeah like it, it's it, it's a fucking head trip it's definitely not it's not fun at all and and thinking of uh you know thinking of the things you said that's that's what that's what it brought me was just kind of thinking about how like we all like the world is in so much pain and that's probably the like downside to like quote unquote being woke and that's why people mock it and people don't want to talk about it or people revel in not caring uh it's because they to me those people are the most cowardly of people because those people don't want to experience any level of responsibility or um empathy for another human being and that's and to me that's nothing uh that's probably the most like i said that's like a waste of of a life i don't know why you would live that life uh all right next voicemail good afternoon guys it's sierra at mom's drag with swag i am giving you a call back after i just listened to that phenomenal she sir episode on the black guy who tips rod you broke that down and that shit was biblical and i just want to let you know that in jesus name and then also <laughs> i just want to let y'all know that remy ma really took mickey minaj to icbc college like and i feel like i need to enroll in the remy ma hbcu because nah. he taught me how to do research citations uh, um bibliography a thesis and a summarizing outline. Like, I, I dig that. And then also, I wanted to let you know, Queen Karen, Queen Karen, yes. thank you for letting me know about the half-price mimosas that be on sale out here on the brunch on Sunday and the half-price beers and the wines, because I needed to know that shit. So I do think there should be a segment just letting you know with Karen, because that shit was informative. Now, I know after I go to church and say my prayers and thank the lord i can go sip my water and wine in jesus name at the half price brunch place <laughs> thank you so much queen karen i'll be tuning in 
um, every day for that daily segment because I need to know you rapping these jewels. <laughs> Stay woke. Because you definitely just woke me up. I was a bitch was out here sleep on half price bottles of wine. <laughs> and you just woke me up. I love you, girl. Keep it up. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> Well, there you go that is the whole oh, sierra yeah. uh trilogy right there or not even trilogy like six part of g mm-hmm. the, here's the most amazing part all those voicemails came within like uh one two like six o'clock on a on a saturday to like four o'clock on a Sunday. like it was that all within that period of time now i don't know what would have happened if she had just left messages for every show we probably wouldn't been able to play any of them but appreciate you um for uh calling in let's get to everybody else's messages now good morning king rod and queen karen this is dean i'm calling from texas i know i only have three minutes i listened to episode 1393 this morning first 20 minutes i almost had to pull over because rod i was feeling the anger that you're feeling um, yeah, we live in a really effed up world right about now, but I have hope. I especially have hope knowing that people like you and your wife care about like real issues. And if everybody, because I didn't go to HBCU, but if all of us would just give and do a little bit more, we wouldn't have to have the feelings that we have regarding the picture that was posted, um, of course, with our our leadership having to do what they have to do in order to make it just a little bit better for our kids, our brown kids to survive. And we do have a couple of white kids that go to HBCUs as well, too. <laughs> so thank you for your passion. Thank you for the motivation. Karen, your laugh continues to be infectious. And y'all have a good morning. Be blessed. Oh, Thank you, baby. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, appreciate that. All the way from Texas all the way from texas baby <laughs> next voicemail oh i can't even hear this person i, I remember because i played it earlier to t- test it and i forgot that that one uh okay. it just okay. it was like they dropped their phone on the floor their car was like uh karen and rod first of all and i was like i can't hear it hey rod and karen this is iman i just wanted to uh well, first, I'm just so far behind on episodes, but I just wanted to voice my appreciation for episode uh, 1386 with Ray Sani. I just really loved that episode. We love her. Uh, her perspective was just really refreshing. It was just kind of ironic because before I listened to that episode, I had just had a conversation with my husband that mirrored what you guys were talking about, like about feminism, like well, you were talking about feminism and equality between the sexes and things like that. And what y'all were saying just mirrored what I was saying to him because he, he just had a bad day on Facebook and people weren't <laughs> getting what he was. He was a little frustrated. And I was like, well, you know, I know what you might've meant, but <laughs> when you're in a conversation or in a thread, you know, the nuance might be gone, just like you guys are saying. It's like, well, people might already be heated about this subject, so right. you might come in, you might have not read the comments, and then, you know, you might feel like they're jumping on you or they just think that you're wrong, and you just, you know, you just have to apologize, and then just, just I would just read the rest of the comments, and I was like, I wouldn't comment anymore. But, yeah, so it, I just really enjoyed the episode. I just want to thank y'all for having the episode and educating people and it really just helps like people grow and really just think about you know how they approach 
their thoughts and feelings about certain things. So thank you. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. thank you for the voicemail. Oh, we appreciate this when you hear this three months from now. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was kind of no harm, no foul, because uh, I'll just kind of explain what happened in the chat room with our Facebook group, um, which obviously, uh, you know, uh, people are getting conversations and sometimes they get heated, sometimes they don't. But right. there was this um, really dope thread about someone had tweeted out, like, uh, black black women are the only race that when they see another, a black man um you know they have to wonder like is he even attracted to me now people can parse and 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 get into the specifics and the minutia of it because i think you know there's gonna be people that are like well other races have that problem too and all this shit and 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 whatnot um and 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 i'm not even saying that wrong like i'm sure there's i mean that's what white supremacy is right like there's got to be people that are like yes i'm indian but i'm only dating a white woman yes i'm uh chinese but white is the best like i mean when someone is considered the beauty standards of the united of the world for a lot of people um because of white supremacy uh yeah it clearly is going to cloud a lot of people's judgment um, but what happened was in the group there was this really good discussion i mean honestly i a lot of people it was almost like people were confessing mm-hmm. and just or or trying to confess they were just talking about how that that idea had affected their life and the interactions they had about it and people got a little bit into like colorism as well and stuff but um i was kind of proud of the group and happy about the discussion just because so many people were contributing and especially the men that were contributing because men but and the reason i say proud of them is because before they brought up colorism issues and and especially uh you know the white women issue in the chat in that group before and like i feel like i had to kick dudes out because they got super defensive or the, the not me not all black men you know that shit uh i know i'm not i like my woman so black i can't even see her like you know that, those people that are like where it's like well then if it's not about you why would you have to say anything um and then there were um uh, there was just a lot less defensiveness there were people that said they learned from other conversations in the group because essentially um and this is for everybody including myself essentially um whether we want to or not as human beings we learn from each other we learn from each other's experiences and the things that we can't experience or see ourselves we can learn from from relationships with other people and that's that's how everybody is um i'm not saying it's anyone's obligation to educate people or to convey their they don't have to you know we've had i've had people leave the group like just like uh oh you asked this question or you don't understand this thing bah, i'm out i don't like this group anyway cool i understand that too like right it is not up to you to educate anybody it's not up to you to advocate like if you don't feel that there's a space that is conducive to what your your flow i completely get that Me too. but I, we've also had people we had to kick out where it's just like yo your shit is so toxic and so blatantly fucked up you're not trying to better yourself you're not trying to learn mm-hmm. you're just trying to be a dick those people had to go you know um but in this group this this thread anyway it was cool to see like brothers that i had watched like say some like foul shit i remember when someone had posted a video of Charlemagne talking about why he loves having sex with white women or some shit like that and just watching the defenses and the excuses and the and the blatantly like 
it's like you must be trying to miss the point ass responses you know what i mean where it's just like well i don't i mean he married to a black woman I'm like right but in this like come on in this video he's clearly talking about you know nothing better than white pussy on my dick i'm gonna tell you right now it's like no one's supposed to find that insulting and i know for a fact that there was some video of some sister sitting around talking about how the white man is the best all these niggas would be upset all none of these niggas would be like well she married the black man eventually like nobody wants to be your consolation prize ass Come on. fuck toy or whatever right so um it was just a positive experience but yeah he had came, this dude that came in her husband came in and said something like something about well not always because like i i know an asian girl that dates only black men or something it was like this is so off the topic of what the thread is about mm-hmm. it wouldn't even matter what mm-hmm. what you're saying because this is about black women feeling left out and unchosen right so that is not so that's clearly that's, not what this topic is that's relevant Two, um not all doesn't even need to be said because nobody said all you know um and then i think he felt so bad about his just missing the point or whatever that he was almost overcompensating so he was like my bad y'all and i'm sorry and this and another i'm like i i think everybody kind of is on the same page of like it's cool you you know you apologize you saw your error and then because that's more than what a lot of people give you yeah yeah i think it's that facebook paranoia thing because then it's like uh, i'm uh, let me respond to this comment so you know i'm cool i I just fucked up y'all i'm still good i'm still good and i'm like no no one we're not thinking about kicking you out no one's reporting you i think everyone's like we get it you fucked up Mm -hmm. you you know and, and i think there has to be some room for that yes it does because if not then that then i mean honestly i just delete the group but we just have a group of me if it's no room for anybody to like kind of grow and learn but i just thought it was beautiful to see the growth some people had and especially to see a lot of black women being validated because like i said a lot of times those conversations end up with just black women speaking to black women about the anti-blackness they've experienced and then black men either saying nothing or being like not me or being like ah y'all crazy y'all nah niggas love black women and shit like that and it's like um the shit just goes deeper than that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i don't know statistically and everything how it works out but i do know whenever we cover those dating site uh statistics it's always like black women get the lowest response and it's like people expect black women to experience that but not talk about that right you know as if it's impolite right studies and statistics show that overall when men straight men pick we're always the last on right. the list and on then, the list and so we mm-hmm. we are not affected by those numbers in our everyday lives these people aren't voting aren't people that you're around all the time they're not your co-worker they're not your family not your friends you're supposed to act like those numbers don't mean a fucking thing right and then to top it off um like black men's experience is totally different uh not you know not that they're like the top of the thing but like on dating sites and then sexually it's just seen differently for us we're we're still coveted you know so um to to then use that as some sort of sort of leverage to tell black women what they need to be thinking about is so fucked up and uh, i was glad to see nobody did that this time you know like i said he kind of fucked up but that first comment but then he caught his mistake apologized and everybody kind of moved on like it wasn't even like 
people was roasting him or kick this nigga out of the group you know mm-hmm. uh which is good because a lot of times it's so like the group can be sometimes it can feel really thankless because it i'm on, normally i'm only getting tagged to the disagreements right um and sometimes it's really easy like people are just double down and they say fucked up shit and they're inflammatory and they, they you know sometimes it's really easy it's like this guy should go and then sometimes it's like okay you guys are kind of being weird with the line today is it because you don't like this guy is it because uh you know is it something else they said somewhere else is it you know like what what is your line and it's like i don't get paid for this i karen don't get paid for that it if it can't be resolved and it can't like at some point sometimes there's a time where it's like i just gotta let it go i don't like this motherfucker and it's and that's it like i don't need to waste anybody else's time with this but me and this motherfucker right here we ain't gonna get along right. you know no, but no. and for the most part the group operates really smooth it does and a lot of people love that group mm-hmm. and i don't want to take that away from so many right. people because it's so beautiful mm-hmm. when it when it's clicking it's so beautiful like i'll just go in there sometimes and not even really say nothing i'll just like click just around feel, and like right. shit um and th- and it's just natural human interaction some people are gonna be clumsy some people are gonna fuck things up but i would hope that people will have their best um if they would just had a best foot forward and there is a positivity in line and accept that understanding yeah and well and also what i mean is this value the fact that everybody in there should be a fan of this right so so if you come at it like that then it's hopefully like well we got more in common because people are at different points on their path so some people are going to be you know uh whatever and then you're hoping like you're hope but if they're interested in this you're hoping that um it's not just a thing uh a, a, a place where i gotta just kick everybody out you know correct all right um that went in a long tangent sorry but uh that was a good call next call hello brian karen this is angie or veggie vixen on twitter just wanted to call and um talk about um, the the podcast when Rob was talking about HBCUs and I heard your passion your just it, it just I mean I was crying too I've never went to uh, HBCU always wanted to and I, I appreciate your call to arms and I most definitely want to make sure before knowing that um, want to make sure that I had my money right to make sure that I made some type of pledge because I'm in Dallas. So there's a couple of uh, HBCUs really close that I can support because I think, I guess I remember everybody watching a different world having that desire to go to an HBCU. And that's always stayed in my mind. And there's, no problem with me trying to give something because a lot of people on my timeline felt the exact same way that you did. So upset, did not see the joke, saw the severity of the situation and how basically Trump has has these kids' livelihoods as far as getting a better education or a decent education in his hands and dangling it 
and having them try to pay, play step and fetch with it. It was horrible, and we should be able to do something to make that not happen again. It should never happen again. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you that I'm going to pledge to do something about it with whatever I can. And I hope everyone else listened to you, felt that charge, and going to put their money where their mouth is. So have a wonderful Saturday and keep up the good work. Uh, thank oh, you. Thank you, baby. And yeah, there was a lot of people that asked me on social media and stuff like, where can I give? Where can I go? And I heard what you said. I'm going to give. I'm going to go out here and do- good good man and then i don't even take a whole lot of money man Mm -hmm. i mean it don't take a lot real talk man people just giving like a few dollars a year can change everything for these institutions Mm -hmm. um and and like i said i i I even urge people that just didn't even even if you didn't go man there's no reason i mean this is essentially a resource that mostly caters to us there's no reason um even if you didn't go to feel like you know we can't at least want this option to be available the option it's just a it's just an option you know a lot of kids don't decide not to go anyway but it's just an option uh for for these kids um so all right next what's going on rod and karen this is jackie from the group drop the flare online uh i was just calling to you know uh talk about the show uh that you will talk about the hbcus uh, that was really a heartfelt fight. I like it just hearing that and hearing your passion for, you know, just for us. I hear it every day. When, when, you know, from each show you give us, I hear it every day, but just that show, it just rung a bell and it just, just reconfirms why I listen to the show because it's, like it's a I love the show it's a genuine show you know everything you talk about is just it just comes from a genuine place and I just had to reach out to tell you you know keep up the good work people you know the group you know everybody that supports you supports you for real like from even from the interactions I have with the people in the group everybody supports support you for real and i just had to get that it was on my heart to speak to you about that and uh i think uh another thing i seen the internet i went to the internet conference this is my second time seeing them in person and you were you were the one to put me on so uh, <laughs> i was just uh i just had to call it uh i know you're a fan of their music uh check out if you get a chance, check out the, um, uh, what's his name? The guitarist from the group, uh, mm. Steve, what's his name? I'm sorry. I'm, hopefully I'm not holding up anybody else, but his <laughs> name is Steve Lacey's demo. Check that out. It's very dope. Um, hear from y'all in a few, man, on the review show. Peace. Oh, uh, thank you, man. Thank you, baby. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that, uh, I know Sid got an album out too, and I hadn't I had a chance to listen to the whole thing go. yet. So I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get yeah. on it, guys. I've been listening yeah. to Returner Forever f- on repeat for I like two weeks. Two or three of them have their own solo albums, or mm-hmm. working on their own solo albums. 
yeah so i'll get into it but yeah thank you um and and yeah we do man we got some awesome people that got our back and really support this show and yes i think that's what really separates us from a lot of uh a lot of other shows man like there's a lot of other shows out there that people could be listening to but i think the um authenticity in our show and the fact that the honesty and the fact that we let people watch us grow and um you know that enables to enables us to become bigger and better people uh as well you know so um thank you thank you last voicemail yo ryan yo karen this your boy uh i'm on my way to new orleans on my way to dallas man and i got enough podcast that's gonna hold me down for this entire 1200 mile trip man <laughs> i just want to say man i appreciate it and man, i appreciate you getting back with me on that calendar you know mm-hmm. I, I thank you for that because but I, and I appreciate you being flexible to try to ship that to my new my new uh, my new location you know you can't really you can't really beat that kind of response from from people that you're fans of, you know, most people, most people when they're famous, you know, they don't really try to reach back, you know, and I, I, I appreciate that. I feel like you're part, I feel like you're part of my family, man. Thank you. Uh, if y'all need something, let me know. Y'all know how to find me. Take care. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you, baby. My man Mudro from well, from the D now, I guess. Like <laughs> <laughs> traveling man. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I got you, dog. I'm gonna mail out that calendar, man. I was actually just looking at it, so got your new address. We good. Let's get to the emails, and that's the last thing. Um, I have no idea. Let's do the thing first. Oh, and before I do that, let me do the thing first, okay, guys. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, our girl, uh, Calandra coco qt uh wrote in uh because she sent karen some real nice uh afro pick earrings yes which karen's not wearing right now guys. i'm not i'm wearing the day though uh karen i just wanted to send you some earrings to match your new hair love those afro pick love these afro pick earrings and i hope you wear them one day when you're feeling frisky coco qt 81 p.s karen's cu- husband i'm going to send you adjusting something eventually i just don't know what yet lol take ah. your time take your time we appreciate it and um yeah we we just appreciate you uh listening and let us uh thirst like your pictures on uh instagram that's all yeah just mm-hmm. <laughs> just keep on getting them haircuts and uh smiling and stuff and we'll be me and justin will be over here thankful um all right we got emails fantastic podcast from richard who says uh dear rod and karen over the past three months your podcast has helped me grow regarding news politics movies and social media i remember one of those the nerd off episodes you mentioned your critique of the blade runner movie and the upcoming sequel i'm a harrison ford movie fan so of course i've seen blade runner but until now i never considered your slave catcher viewpoint it just just blew my mind as a black man why would i want to pay money to see a movie about a slave catcher sorry harrison ford but you won't get my money yeah man imagine the first time i watched that shit a couple years ago everybody told me that whole life like yeah you ain't seen this this you need to see this this the movie is a shit man i saw that movie i was like is this nigga a goddamn slave catcher why am i rooting for him and not the robots that movie was so long ago that i think and a lot of people probably seen that there's children that their perspective is very different yeah they like the like noir take on the right. fe- dystopian there's future a lot of nostalgia, yeah but i'm watching this shit like you're like where yeah. is it? these robots need to be free and this nigga catch slaves and he fucked this robot and she couldn't say no right that's rape i don't support this movie in any way no. possible 
<clears throat> and love your reviews of moonlight and john wick chapter two i enjoy both movies i saw moonlight as a beautiful coming of age film my wife didn't get it the scene between paula and tyrone and the rehab hit me hard uh oh chiron and the rehab hit me hard i was rooting for both naomi harris and mahershala ali for the oscars i'm glad moonlight at least got supporting actor and best picture i don't watch the oscars so i didn't see the confusion at the end question how do you think moonlight compared to brokeback mountain the main characters in both movies were not portrayed in the stereotypical gay man movie trope i, I didn't see i don't that. think i've ever seen brokeback mountain i've never seen brokeback mountain Mm-mm. i know for a fact i've never seen it yeah, I don't think I ever seen that movie, dog. Mm-hmm. I feel like when that movie came out, I hit the straight up like white people shit and just moved on. <laughs> like I, like I don't even know. Uh, did it win? I, did, it did it, oh, it must did. not have won. It must not because I saw that uh, tweets. I saw some tweets that were some white dudes and they was mad that Moonlight won and they said uh, Brokeback Mountain should have been the first LGBT movie to win movie of the year and it's it, you know this is just uh the, the pc bullshit that that moonlight one i don't know if, if it's if uh broback's good man i'll find a way to watch it i don't care i, I don't know um, i don't know what it was up against when it got nominated either i don't know yeah uh, that's uh yeah I, i've never seen it man mm-hmm. i know for a fact that happened uh I, it's funny i've heard more jokes about brokeback mountain than anything than i've seen any scenes or anything of brokeback all mountain. i hear is jokes and memes yeah as for john wick i can't wait for john wick to unleash that oakley rage in the next movie in response to your maylot snuff of episode i looked into president obama's my brother's keeper alliance and found the programs are not just for boys i reached out to five mentorship programs listed in the alliance dear girls academy was the only organization that responded back to me dear girls academy organization is a leadership program for middle to high school girls to build self-esteem through performing arts education and summer camps come through with this with this knowledge with the mm. every year they have summer camp in maryland my wife and i attended the meet and greet last night i was surprised that the organizers were so happy to see me at the meeting they said most of the girls that go through the program don't have a father figure in their lives my mom and i don't have children my wife and i don't have children but any knowledge of support we can extend to these young black women will be a plus especially in this trump's america never forget that your long hours of hard work appreciate thanks rich yo that's real dope man i didn't know that because i'm just saying that because the way it's promoted i just thought it was targeted towards boys you know what it's not even because the way it's promoted it's because of the way it's criticized if we keeping it 100 the people that criticize it say shit and you just in my mind i just go i guess uh you know like i guess that's true i don't know you know when people go oh he only looked out for these boys i didn't know there were programs part of the program was uh for women for girls as well um and you probably never would know because you know like i said woke olympics type shit you just sometimes i'm just like well this thing is trying to do good and it's doing more good than harm right and i don't assume anything's gonna be perfect so some no offense to certain people but sometimes i just have to tune out their critique because it's almost like it's fruitless because you're not offering something better you're not enhancing anything and you're not changing anything so at the same so it's like i i I accept your critique i'm not telling you i i expect everything to be somewhat flawed but at the same time i can't get hung up on the flaws to the point where i'm just like every time the program comes up that's the only thing you hear um and that's how a lot of people treat my brother's keepers they only talk about what they don't like about the program and then i'm like that that's cool that's cool but you look at these kids and these success stories and i'm like i don't know what to say though like 
your success isn't real your you you don't count somehow because it wasn't perfect like i don't know what to tell you you know um so i just leave it alone because i'm not trying to fight anybody else about their critique i get it that that, no you know you you don't like it um and there's got to be tons of other programs you can support that that you do like you know uh two reviews and one email um this is from killer cam who says sorry i'm reviewing two episodes in one email first off hey queen karen and my tipping brother i live abroad and i i given tbgwt a five-star review on itunes and i've given a five on it in the past just donated uh eight dollars and fifty cent this week woohoo with my karen happy voice so <laughs> so i was like let me also give a five-star review on stitcher it didn't work out they cut like 80 percent of my review ha any anywho <laughs> here's what i meant to say uh from what i remember uh i had to break down and find that this is us somewhere online all because of the memphis episode review bossy gave me a link online but i it was blocked on my devices the name of my review is encouraging criminal behavior because i had to give it a bootleg online lo i love the show oh okay well you know what context clues i took i I got your meaning uh (laughs) we we witched out i had more witty things to say about how i love the episode of this is us and your review it was so good you and bossy give such a good view on family and mental health perspectives i had to start watching i did cry my eyes needed a warm washing out anyway now i have to Uh binge watch the rest of the episodes two give the hbcus i had to give my other spare change after my tbgwt donation to a hbcu as was inspired by your passion my brother co-sign on everything you said about the visit to the white house and the need for alumni support i went to fsu undergrad and fam you for grad school bruh i'm all about supporting our people real wokeness will suffer and devolve into hotel fuclery which is foolishness and fuckery without that's pretty good without those institutions i like you i like you never want to see that picture again this is an administration of photo ops i pray that he doesn't get us all killed while failing miserable in the white house to prove my petty to jesus yeah i'm still convinced the main reason he even took that picture is to try to stick it to obama i'm still convinced i i don't think he i don't think yeah i'm 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 convinced that there's no he has no obama didn't take a photo with him oh he didn't that's how i think happened they came and everybody was ready to have that meeting and he probably told them to fucking cancel it and send them in there with him that's why their whole agenda got fucked up i won't be surprised if he comes out and says that at some point Mm -hmm. i won't be surprised if the whole meeting was set up for that like they like from inception he was like yep we're gonna get him here and then i'm gonna okie doke him into this picture um there's a church that there's a church that can hit married people who don't bump uglies outside of the church doctrine what bitch what god only allows a peck on the cheek none of that banning uh, of freak nastiness is biblical there is plenty of uchi wally wally and bang bang with a side of dip it pop it twerk it lick it is in those old biblical stories or maybe it's or maybe it's implied it is implied Mm-hmm. <coughs> for those of you that know old testament new mm-hmm he knew her all right knew all up in her mm-hmm knew it all over her face mm-hmm. then he got to know some of that ass it was crazy mm-hmm. sodom and gomorrah they was knowing each other all up in them knowing places everybody everybody know everybody mm-hmm we call sodomy at the sodom and gomorrah we do yes yeah like it was a lot of a lot of people getting to know all kinds of peoples up in there cairns mm-hmm. rant on protests and the foundation of america being rebellion on the importance of local representatives and local government selections uh 
uh any, oh i think he just was saying that was dope okay Thank you. <laughs> anyway i love the show it gets me through my day and keeps me aware of some of the plights i would not be aware of i'm black oh i said he it's been a she the whole time i'm a black woman so i understand the plight of marginalized but i am cishet and i'm aware of that privilege and as a christian i'm constantly embarrassed by people who use religion to justify mistreating anyone especially those in the lgbtqia community treat others as you would want to be treated i mean the bible frowns on wearing polyester and eating shrimp and adultery <laughs> but i don't see those 50 11 babies outside of marriage all in the church being ostracized violated and treated subhuman come on yeah man that's the thing they give they might give us admonishment to people like oh y'all out here fornicating and shit it don't be like the way they talk about gay people Mm-mm. um i'm sorry this email is so long i really appreciate what y'all do so i'm gonna stop rambling and sign off by saying just like my name every unsolicited unwanted, unwanted kiss begins with k <laughs> Aww. Aww. Yeah, that's true that is true mm-hmm. uh leonard uh Missy writes in dear rod and karen i listened to your hbcu episode and damn that shit got me thinking well that's what we're here for you know get y'all thinking um it's crazy the shit that us black people have to do just to make a way in american society all the leaders of the schools had to show up and take a picture with some dude that does not give a fuck about what happens to us actively fights against our well-being just to preserve access to education for other students i'm a 25 year old immigrant from jamaica and that allows me to look at america with a different perspective and i know that in order to make it here you got to work 10 times hard as the next man to keep your mouth shut while staying out of the way of these folks i know these old white people hate seeing me do the same job as them when they were 60 when they are 60 with grandkids and the family also i'm with you in believing that uh there is a concerted effort by the powers in our society to keep people stupid and not knowing yeah man i hate to go conspiracy theory but i can't think what else it could be dog i I really all, all jokes aside i will say this and i will continue to say this america has never gotten over slavery and when you have slavery you always have to have an uneducated class of people to control you got to and the thing about it is that to keep them uneducated you keep them not informed you keep them out of the loop you keep them not educated you you make it so if they even attempt to be educated it's almost close to near them impossible to do it and that, and that's where our system is you we've always got to have a lower class yeah um just look at uh the government building uh budget of the federal and state levels they spend trillions on killing people and can't put some billions towards education sorry to be so long-winded but keep killing it love cv missy yeah that's how i feel too um i saw people being somebody said liberals got mad at trump increasing the budget for the military by 52 billion but bernie sanders wanted to spend 74 billion on education i was like nigga that's not the same no that's not i would absolutely be willing to give my tax dollars for you to fucking educate people that no problem sign the check take it out of my taxes right now that is a worthwhile fucking cause i'm tired of stupid people living in my country the the reason y'all don't want to educate is because stupid people typically voting against their self-interest right and they vote fucking republican um and especially if you're gonna be the party of alternative facts and shit all of a sudden it's, it, it does you better to know people that simply don't have the fucking mental capacity to, to pick apart a lie and go i'm insulted and i won't vote for you uh keith writes in 
yo what up rod and karen love the show long time listener i'm a grambling state university alum took me coming home to the bay area at the undergrad to appreciate everything my time there meant to me as a teacher i always encourage my students to attend an hbcu and i tell them that it was the greatest decision i made in my life in my time there we struggled for the reasons you pointed out and with my own personal struggles i never saw myself giving back but rod will you mention that they were reduced to groveling for funding i was either having an allergy attack or somebody was cutting onions in the room i'm not 100 sure anyway y'all inspired me to give back however little i can't afford i simply have to yeah man I, I think that's the biggest misconception is people feel like if you say give anything they you mean give everything like it's not the same yeah and and i think organizations understand that too like they're not sitting around being like why you think npr go five give us five dollars a month yeah like i nobody's ever yeah no one called npr like here's a dollar and they went you cheap motherfucker like mm-hmm. they're gonna take that dollar because a the dollar they need it right you know if they will now nah, if they have to be in a room with trump they'll take your five dollars you see what i'm saying you see what I'm, like if they have to do that because you know them motherfuckers for the most part didn't want to do that they'll take your five dollars dog they won't be insulted no and not only that npr is just minding its goddamn business and trump was like you know what i'm gonna cut the fucking federal funded to npr and they said it was oh 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 point three percent of the fucking federal budget so yeah. if he'll do that to npr what the fuck you think he's gonna do to somebody takes a lot more than that right yep because they got certain like listen one of the people in charge of this country um, a few of the people are are definitely on some like why they got historically black colleges they ain't got historically white colleges i guarantee you there's some people on that like he got that type of uh staff a bunch of racist dumbasses uh anyway jasmine writes in dear rod and karen i've been a listener for a year or two now and now that i'm a brand new premium subscriber i don't have time for many other podcasts and i don't even mind i'll try to keep this short though i'm actually writing in because i want to truly thank y'all for not only existing on this earth at the same time as myself but um uh, so for putting your energy into a world for us all to enjoy with the current administration my own mental health struggles and personal circumstances life has felt really difficult to continue on with but the highlight of every day opening my podcast app and getting some genuine laughs and happy tears from y'all um uh uh oh yeah you two mean so much uh to my life now i actually became a, a premium subscriber after this realization i can't in good conscience mooch any longer <laughs> <laughs> the itunes reviews are coming immediately after this please don't shame me karen lol <laughs> Uh, again thank y'all for being uh thank you for your light as well as your honesty and vulnerability on the mic regards jasmine oh thanks thank jasmine. you baby oh that that is super nice and i'm thank glad you, thank, thank you for you for for um joining the other premium cr- uh, crew and when you open it up it is literally close to if not probably over a thousand episodes or something variation it's all 600 and something i don't know what okay. the number is maybe 700 now okay. but it's a lot it is, is what i'm saying lot. and that's that's just yeah, that's the not including the backlog or the regular show right. the premium shows uh episode 1392 rachel dolezal um i'm a couple episodes back so i'm sure someone's already talked about it but if madam cj dolezal ends up doing porn <laughs> if she ends up doing porn and it's with a black actor because of course it would be does it go into the interracial black poles and white holes or ebony or ebony black dicks and black black dicks and black chicks category mm is uh porn a state of mind or a state of behind mm, that's ah, a deep question that's a deep question and uh no she would be in the backstreet hookers section that's not uh okay that's right. black 
okay so can says she would be in the black section um i think on um, most porn sites they put people in multiple categories so she would probably be the first person in black and white i'm assuming i don't know uh i don't know uh <laughs> rod and karen i uh this is from carly rod and karen i finally subscribed because i couldn't justify not supporting tbgwt any longer this podcast including this too much is the best podcast out there i know it's not much it's what i can do right now you guys are the best much love to you both sincerely carly your latina sister in sacramento california oh thank you thank you i learned from cali and her twitter is dph girl for life oh well thank you carly thank you baby appreciate you got two more uh everett average says hi rod and karen the code open about the meeting at the white house really spoke to my heart when i saw that picture i didn't see a lot of opportunistic college presidents out of touch with the needs of their students i saw a room of highly educated men who had the best intentions to lobby on the behalf of their students i was deeply saddened when i saw it for two reasons um yeah there was some and there were women in that too for the record i just because like i've been having that urge too because you see so many men as soon as i was like all oh, these black men i was like and women and women i forgot there's there's plenty of women in there sorry uh <laughs> number one uh i knew how much it pained them to be used that way for that photo op two i knew how long the too long didn't i knew how the too long didn't read twitter generation was gonna uh take to the, the optic and run with it yep yep that both of those things uh as a proud third generation hbcu graduate i had several choices of schools to attend but i knew what i wanted to that i wanted to attend an hbcu from a young age i've been a student of the funded uh, issues and their history as passed down to me by my parents my alma mater howard university while a private institution receives a large portion of its operational budget from congress and couldn't just thumb its nose at an invitation to meet with the secretary of education right people with nothing to lose again have been spray painting ignorant things all over uh oh yeah i've seen that all over my beloved campus comparing our current president to an overseer and the institution to a plantation yeah some of that stuff is also like like i said they're kids they're young uh, if i can understand why the adults had to go in that room and take that picture i also understand and relate to the anger that 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 our youth feels right because they just mad they they like a lot of you other people they don't have answers either all they know is that they're fucking furious not even realizing that them not going up there directly affects them but you know 18 year olds you're, you're young you, you don't know how a lot of shit works you're very naive to a lot of the politics all you know is you're fucking mad and you're like why don't y'all tell them no well dog if we tell him no guess what you won't be here next year and honestly we need that useful anger and rage and energy yes, because do. hopefully those people are the ones that are going to create the next generation and maybe even the, the they're going to create the future of whatever hbcu is going to look like so like we need those people too man I, i'm not even mad at those kids i, I know is is i hate it when i saw that that spray paint shit too but at the same time i was like yeah those kids are angry and i want i as much as i want those uh university brass people to be in that room i also want the world to know that we're angry we're hurt and some of we're on to your shit you know what i mean like i ain't mad at them kids either uh, outside yeah, of, mm. i'm sorry because the thing about it is that you do need the youth to be mad because a lot of the shit that he's doing will directly affect them in the futures to come so they're going to end up being the generation that's going to have to deal with you no know, next you know 
10 to 20 years with the, when they become adults I mean you know not adults but like getting to the workforce yeah. dealing with a lot of his shit and also a lot of those people that are mad and furious now you know what they're going to be the next activists you know what they're going to be they're going to be the people out there protesting they're, go- they- they're going to be the people out there organizing like you you know he's generating an anger in them that's not going to die because for a lot of them this is the first time that they ever voted for president you know so for them they're like we go from barack obama to this motherfucker oh fuck that shit yeah i yeah like i said i'm not mad at them because i understand Mm -hmm. and i also understand i I still didn't like looking at those pictures and shit but i completely get where they're coming from i think some of to to some of those kids it's just really simple and easy and black and white but it can't be for those adults because you can't like you can't operate a university in that with that level of simplicity as an understanding of just fuck them man fuck these crackers okay well right. uh everyone gotta pack up their shit because wow. we can't afford to, we actually don't have the money to do this whole university thing you're enjoying without without some help from congress right uh outside of the absence of nuance i was bothered by the lack of concern with what actions could do to additional funding avenues how are large corporate sponsors that generally come there to hire feel about this sort of response with alumni given as as abysmal as it currently is i just found it foolhardy to hit the internet oh to hit the hit the internet attacking the presidents for advocating for their students in honor of a stance i loved how passionate your plea was for everyone to donate to these institutions and help keep the doors open a friend of mine said apparently these kids think that the lights are kept on by magic um yeah man like i said i do i was we just talked about it earlier i felt sort of like that when i was like i just felt like what this institution's been for a long time it's just gonna be here because i just never had to think about it i just didn't And, and i mean i don't blame any young person because because you just don't think like that it takes it takes living some life before you're like oh shit it does like the whole time i was at my school it was like the grace of god like something could have went wrong and the budget could have got cut i don't got an education no more i don't have a my my degree's not accredited anymore like that kind of thing it just never kicked in because you just don't the scope of the world is just so much right. different and, and when you're young you take a lot of things for granted and that's what not yeah and yeah you don't see the full picture yeah you just yeah you need some perspective and so like i said i get it they they young they yeah they're young all right um i'm signing up for auto debit for my alma mater i'll uh have to skip some starbucks but every little bit helps i've had dinner with president kimbrough in the past and though i've never attended an institution at which he's worked i appreciate his passion and fervor for serving the students i immediately knew the pure intentions were present based largely on his participation this kind of uh became a tangent but man if you man if you weren't spot on i hate being the guy that says if you don't donate stop complaining but i think it's appropriate here our schools need us also not to be about exceptionalism but beth from this is us is an hbcu alum so clearly that's some magic worth saving uh warm regards Everett. yeah <laughs> thanks man mm-hmm. <laughs> and lastly uh oh ophelia writes in my apologies so technically i should be sending this email to twib but this is really about rod so on friday i did what i normally do listen to this pot to the pot listen to podcasts while i'm getting killed in crossfit 
so imagine my surprise when i heard rob was a guest host the reason i listen to twib during crossfit is because i can be angry about politics without a lot of sneak attacks of laughter i should have known with rod and amani on the show that i should have listened i should have listened to something else but i didn't big mistake that was the day that i was almost crushed several times by the barbell oh is this where the people call us niggers dude oh yeah i made that joke dude i was in the middle of a weighted squat and almost fell over on the plus side i finished my workout anyways thanks for everything you do because you are the best uh thank you thank you well that was a doozy of an episode guys Mm -hmm. hope you enjoyed it tomorrow we're not here live because you know there will not be a link we will not find us here yeah we'll be at shadow dog productions and we'll be recording uh a not live episode that we'll put up later on that night Mm -hmm. and uh, we should see chris um hopefully ashanti and uh dexter and all these people tomorrow so looking into looking forward to that uh until next time love you i love you too